What's up, guys? It's your boy German, aka Laleman. It's your boy Will, the one and only Rain Man Grundy. And welcome to the All in One Pod, where we talk about everything and anything all in one. Maybe if you had to back. live with without one limb, what would you? What would it be? About any limb? Yeah, one one specific limb. Well, I mean, if you're saying one specific limb, you only got four. <laughs> no. no. Oh, fingers too. Yep. You know uh, what? I'd give up. I give up my what's this finger? The middle one? Next to your pinky? Oh, the ring finger. Yeah, fuck that finger. You know you actually need your pinky. Yeah, you need your pinky and you need your thumb. Yep. And I need this one to pick my nose and I need this one to flick people off. Actually, you know, I would just take uh probably just have one of my toes removed. Then you can't dance anymore. I don't dance anyway. You know, that's why Bob Marley um didn't want to remove like I think he had cancer in his like feet or something like that. In his feet? Yeah, or something like it was like, I don't know. It was some kind of cancer, basically, that affected his <coughs> body parts. Yeah. And uh, they needed to remove one of his toes, but he didn't want to because it was going to prevent him from dancing. So he was just like, yeah, let's just keep the cancer and let it spread to my whole body. I mean, basically, he's saying that dancing was so important <coughs> to him, like as far as like his music and everything else, that he'd be like removing my toe and, you know, taking the ability away for me to dance is like killing me already. I mean, to each their own, bro. I mean, you know, that's that's really the craft of art, you know, like really, really caring about your passion. I forgot that motherfucker could dance. Well, it's reggae, you know. So starting off, here's just something I wanted to ask you for a while. Um, yeah, I'm not gay, no, Will. Dude, you don't have to, like, disclose that, right? <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. All right, what's up? You ever played the Gears of War series? Yeah, well, dude. You have? Yeah, you don't remember, uh, you don't remember... Did you have multiple consoles growing up? Like at the same time? Yeah. Um, kind of. So Do you remember be- one summer when you let me borrow your Xbox for like the entire summer? I did? Yeah, you let me borrow your Xbox with Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Gear of Wars. I, was that that summer I went to Thailand? I doubt it. You were here. Really? I think you had the PSP and you had the Xbox. And for some reason, you just left it. You're like, yeah, you can borrow it. I don't remember that, bro. Yeah, you let me borrow your 360 for like a fucking, like a month, dude. Cause like I've had um, I had a GameCube for a while. I had yeah. that. I had a PSP, a Nintendo DS for a while. For sure. Yeah, but I, I yeah, dude. I, I just, I know Gears of War used to be one of my favorite games. Um, <clears throat> I think I have Gear War, uh, Gears of War four right now. Is that the one whenever he has to go back and find his dad, and shit? Yeah, so so that one takes place like after the first. Well, it takes place after the first three, and that's mainly concerning Marcus's son. Yeah, I, that's the one I played because yeah. he ends up having to go find Marcus and like Uncle whoever, and they're fighting. Um, <coughs> fuck, I can't remember what the threat of that of that game is. Well, they're called the it's the Locust Horde. Yeah, but they're called the Swarm. Now. Do you remember the premises of that? Uh, I don't remember the premise of Gears of War. I remember play, I remember loving the gameplay. Well, yeah, yeah, you know so what? The only thing I don't like, I was literally talking about a coworker the other day about this. I hate the 3D camera run. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I hate in Gears of War. Oh, yeah. I don't really like that either. It's it's a little jarring. But, um, yeah, bro, what, what, um, like, so there was, 
the most recent one I think was Gears of War Five. Yeah, and I've beaten that one too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. They made another Gears of War. They tried to make it like a RTS game. Yeah. That was like a prequel to all the other ones, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're gonna try to do with the franchise now. Yeah. But um, what? Basically, the premises of four and five was mm-hmm. um, the Locust Horde comes back, uh-huh. but they've evolved into like a different kinds of fucking beings called the Swarm now, mm-hmm. which you'll see them and you can see some like reminiscence, a reminiscence of the Locust Horde from like the first three games. Yeah. You know, but like stark differences still. Um, and the reason... The reason that happened was because after the events of the third Gears of War, they set off a device that essentially killed any emulsion-based creature. Because, like, do you remember the emulsion? No. So it was, like, the resource, the most prominent natural resources in that world that, like, fucking, like, powered everything, bro. <coughs> like, humanity stuff, the Locust Horde, like, it was just... And anyways, they come to find out that emotion isn't really, it's not just a fuel source, it's an actual fucking living thing. Like, when you say emotion. Emulsion. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah so it's like, um, it was like the, it's basically like this lava looking shit almost. Yeah, that, I remember it. Yeah, that was like underground and they refined it mm-hmm. as a resource, basically. But, yeah, like I said, it took them a while to figure out that that shit was like sentient. Yeah. Not just a resource. And what um what drove the entire plot for that series was the emulsion, actually. Yeah. Because you know the reason why um you know the Locust Horde lived underground for the longest time, right? Uh-huh. And um like in the first game, this is like years after uh, mind you, but like um, you know how the Locust Horde came up to the surface in what they called emergence day basically went on the fucking like genocide of humanity for control of the surface dude it's been so long since i've played really? i don't remember the storyline okay that well, well that, that's the reason behind it but um like the whole reason behind them coming up though from yeah. underground is basically <coughs> it's basically because um some of the other locusts down there were mutating uh-huh. from the emulsion and like, some of them, like, it was fucking mutating them into, like, these more grotesque creatures, fucking had their own agendas, had their own fucking different kind of, like, mindset, basically. They evolved, basically, into was something that? completely different. Yeah, yeah. And they were, um, they were exterminating the Locust Horde uh-huh. underground. But then the Locust realized, like, okay, fucking, you know, like, at some point we're gonna have to come to the surface. And obviously humanity has a fucking surface, but... Yeah. They're like, hey, let's it's either you or us. Yeah. So that's how that how all of that started on that Earth like planet. It's called Sarah. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah, man, like I was saying though, is the and the mutated lan- locusts, they called them the Lambit. Yeah. Because a lot of them were like, you could tell they were fucked up or different cuz they were all glowy. Yeah. And shit too cuz emulsion in general the shit looks like it looks like red lava <coughs> shit. I remember What's like orange. It's got an orangey aura. Yeah, to yeah. It. it looks like lava, but it can fucking move on its own and yeah, all that shit, which just goes to show even more that like it's sentient. You know why I really enjoyed Gears of War? What? A lot of the main cast was Mexican. Um, 
Are you talking about Dom? Yeah, I mean, you know. You Dom had, was really the only Mexican dude. Yeah, do representation in there. Yeah, yeah. But Dom, Dom was one of the best characters. Because him um, and Marcus were best friends. Yeah. And, you know, um, bro, what's so sad about Dom in there is, you know, the entire time, like, obviously he fights for the military, but he's also searching for his wife, Maria. Uh-huh. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, it's like he had but a family, this is, dude. This is my problem with video games. Or my, just my, my specific problem is when i play i tend to skip the storyline oh dude well i've never been one unless i hear that the storyline's cool i've never been one yeah. to like keep up with it yeah i literally just want to go into the gameplay but dude gears of war had like the original three games had such a good story to uh-huh. it though too because marcus the main character mm-hmm. you know originally he was in prison for disobeying orders because he was trying to save his dad yeah. during emergence uh emergence day the entire time like he thinks his dad's been fucking dead, uh-huh. too, and he's always had an estranged relationship with his dad, uh-huh. regardless. But um, but anyways, bro, yeah. The thing with Dom is like Dom's also on this side quest to find his wife, because <laughs> I forgot how he had kids too. Yeah, and his kids died during emergence day. Yeah, and he still holds on to the hope that Maria is alive, and the only reason he does is because by then. By that point in the war, they know that the locust still captures people uh-huh. to like torture, interrogate, interrogate, use them as slaves, whatever, under horrible conditions yeah. underground. Because originally, you know, the locusts are subterranean to uh-huh. begin with. But, um, uh, yeah, bro. So during the events of Gears of War 2, um, he ends up finding her. Do you remember that? Like well, I, I forgot said, you said you skipped a lot of the story stuff. Yeah, I stuff. just kind of played the game. But <clears throat> So, basically, during the events of Gears of War 2, you know how the fight basically leads them underground. Uh-huh. Like, the locusts towards home turf. Is that the one where you gotta go, like, when it's at night, you gotta make sure you hit, like, where there's, uh... It's either you gotta stay in the light or away from the light, because so, there's those monsters So, that's during that, the first game. Right? It's during the first game, yeah. But, um... I'll get into that later. That's something entirely different. Yeah. But no, then the second game you take most of the fight is taken underground. Uh-huh. Um so as they're progressing underground, Dom starts to realize like his hopes for being finding his wife fucking, you know, like almost skyrocket. And yeah. along the way, along the game you can find like some side quests, so to speak, as uh-huh. far as like, you know, like letters, trinkets survivor accounts what the fuck ever mm-hmm. on it which which kind of gives you a better idea of just the storyline in general yeah um but anyways long story short is they find a plate where one of the areas where they keep the human slaves uh-huh. and they keep them in like these really big metal coffin looking things most of the time the yeah. people and through one of the terminals he looks up his wife and he finds out that he's in the area. She's in the area, I mean. Uh-huh. And he goes and he finds her. And for Dom, uh, he's kind of, he's in kind of the state of delusion. Yeah. Because it's been so long since he's found his wife, you know, it's hard to believe, oh, she's been fucking alive all this time just underground. And yeah. she comes out, right? And in his mind, she's still, you know, she's still like the beautiful 
um, you know, Hispanic woman that he remembered and loved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, and like I said, mind you, during this time, he's still under that. Doesn't she come out fucked up and infected? No, well, not infected, but it's just, he's so delusional that he doesn't realize that she's not the fucking same anymore, bro. Because uh-huh. what, um, for one, she's been captive for so many fucking years uh-huh. that obviously your body is going to be deteriorated. Mm-hmm. So she's, she just looks aged, you know, em- uh, emaciated, her fucking, all her hair is gone. Yeah. Um, and she's like a fucking vegetable. He's a vegetable, basically, because they lobotomized her. Oh, fuck. They, and they lobotomized most of the fucking people that they capture anyways. Uh-huh. So she's just basically a shell of what she used to be. Yeah. You know? And Dom can't fucking... Accept it? He can't fucking... Yeah, bro. He can't fucking accept it. And Marcus, bro? Like, Marcus is just... You know, it's just one of those things where Marcus just knows no words can console him for that or yeah. just nothing he can say can remedy that, that yeah, situation. That feeling. And he just hands Dom a gun and oh. walks off and fucking Dom, bro. Like you don't see it, but Marcus is walking off. Dom's still there. Like just in fucking disbelief, you know, like fuck, like this is Maria holding on to the hope that Maria was still alive was basically why he was doing everything that he was doing. Yeah. Why everything led him to this point. And yeah, bro, he, we, uh, you just hear a gunshot because, like, he fucking, he just euthanized her. Yeah. And honestly, bro, from a moral standpoint on that, I, I think he did the right thing. Yeah. On that. Because, I mean, granted, you haven't seen the scene, bro, but I, I'm telling you, like, that poor woman. It's like heart wrenching. She was so fucked up, bro. Yeah. From that, and like I said, they had lobotomized her, dude. Um, too, so she will never, she would never be the fucking same again. So, what are your thoughts on like euthanasia and like, um, have you heard about like people like, I forget what country's doing it now, where you can like, uh, basically agree to suicide. I think it's in Europe. It's in like Switzerland, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I think I saw something about these like, um, it's like a mini gas chamber, basically. Yeah. yeah. What do, you, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know, man. Like it, it's. I don't really. I don't condone suicide. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that it's the right way out. Yeah. Um, but also I think the idea of suicide is very subjective. Yeah. As in, let's let's use nine eleven as a good example, uh-huh. right? As to where you've had people still trapped on top of the buildings above where the planes landed. Yeah. And by that point, you know, there's no way fucking down. There's, you're just fucked. There were, uh, there are actually like pictures of people that jumped. Exactly. And it's, the point is, is they decided to jump and commit suicide rather than be fucking burned alive or just whatever. And man, bro, you know what else is really like heartbreaking about that is some of, I think there's this one woman that um she was trapped up there and she jumped off of course yeah and um she still had the decency to keep her skirt down or cover her skirt while oh, she's fucking yeah, jumping in the bro. picture yeah it's in the picture you know that's yeah. fucking dude um that's fucking late, heartbreaking bro i've seen so many different angles of uh 911 you know yeah um 
but I mean, in a situation like that, dude, like we had a teacher in uh, high school. Um, she was from New York and she brought up like this dude, um, just the boy with the red bandana. Was that after I left? Yeah. Okay. And apparently he was like a volunteer firefighter. Yeah. And he always like always had like a red bandana on. Yeah. And he ran basically like five to six miles to get to the towers and then ran in and started getting people out. And he was only a volunteer. You know what I mean? So like every year they do a run from, um, from where he lived to the towers or to what was that ground zero now? Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, there. Huh? I've been there. Have you? Ground zero. Yeah, dude. Um, they um like the spots where the towers were like all al- all around that perimeter because it's basically just um it's almost like a giant water basin yeah now and they have the names of everyone who died yeah. um engraved on the um parapet um surrounding and I've been to the nine eleven museum too so with that right um <coughs> they had a run every year and it's just like you hear like so many different heroic stories from that day yeah. you know. Bro, and it, it's such a like you got to think like would you run would you like knowing yourself would you have ran into yeah. that building? Are you asking me? Yeah, uh, dude, I honestly I don't know what I would have done. Honestly, I can't no matter say. no matter how heroic I think that I am or that I could be or that any human should be, like in that moment I would have thought about my son, my family, and you're so you're not wrong for that though. Yeah, either. like there's because it's the same thing of it's. It's just the same concept if you're out in the wild and you see, you see someone getting attacked by a lion. Yeah. It's, number one, no matter what, whether you decide to or not, the thought is going to come of, hey, should I help this person? Yeah. And it's... What can I really do? Yeah, I mean, it's the part of you is going to want to, of course, but then the other part of you is just saying, I'm probably going to fucking die, too. Yeah. You know, and I don't think as people we're necessarily wrong for that. Yeah, that's self-preservation. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, but, but who knows? You know, maybe when you're in that situation, you will risk it. But it's like, yeah. I feel like a majority of us r- are willing to risk something where we know we have the ability to, to to succeed in saving ourselves and that person. You know? Yeah. Um, because I mean, that's just. I mean, it's sad. To, I mean, I don't think anyone expected the tower to just crumble the way it did. No, well, no one expected two fucking planes to crash into them that day either. Yeah, no one expected a second plane. Yeah, yeah. Um, let alone <coughs> the first. But uh, I don't know. Do I remember hearing about it? I remember being at school. Um, oh one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being at school when it happened, and like they made an announcement, and like the teachers turned on like the TV to the news, and we're all like watching it, dude. And you know, I remember having a conversation yeah. with my dad, you know, and I was like, "Who did that?" And then he was all like, "Some fucking crazy." Um. What's the people? Radicalist, right? Yeah. And I'm like, so what does this mean? And then um, he's like, it means that, you know, America's going to war. Yeah. And then and I'm only like, it's 01. So what? I'm like fucking six. No, we would have been four. No, 97. Yeah. No, it would have been like five, dude. 97 to 2000 is three. It happened in 01. It would have been like four or five. Yeah. Somewhere so, around there. We would have been five because it happened while we were in school. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, 
with that, uh, I asked him like, what's going to happen? He said, we're going to go to war. And in my, my childish brain, I'm like picturing tanks rolling in yeah. through America, not us you know, <coughs> going out to, you know, the Middle East and doing, yeah, you yeah. know, what we did, you know, fighting off, uh, terrorism. Well, you know, just kind of going on a little side tangent about that is when that happened, that was the whole point of, um, operation enduring freedom yeah going in the initial entry into afghanistan was um god why is this so distorted bro um was because al-qaeda claimed responsibility for that they they celebrated that right yeah and they had supposedly um training camps in afghanistan yeah and that's why we went over there and then like i said i i you know i thought initially it was okay fucking get the people responsible al-qaeda get bin laden because he was behind those fucking attacks you know and then get out of there and then here we are 20 years later yeah still over there with that disastrous withdrawal that i mean happened a while back a while back now but it stopped no it didn't go ahead no i'm just saying though i mean we just now we just now got out of there after all this fucking time when yeah and it was we, it was a fucked up ass. Yeah, song. and you know we killed Bin Laden back in fucking eleven, thousand eleven. Dropped him in the fucking uh, dropped him in the fucking ocean. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know why we were over there, bro. Fucking another twenty something plus years after uh, we essentially. I mean, I don't know. Accomplished our objective as far as justice to the perpetrators behind it, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, I agree. But the whole idea, aside from that, was to build up Afghanistan, their government and their military, so that whenever we left, they had the ability they to could take over, proceed yeah, without us. Just that fucking, that fucking just went downhill. <laughs> a day. Yeah, I think it lasted a day, right? Yeah, it it was fucking. It was a disaster. <sighs> but. I don't know. I mean, you know, I've seen those videos of like, uh, like, uh, Afghan and, um, Iraqi soldiers. Yeah. Like US military men, um, they'll go to like the president and be like, What about my brothers that died? And yeah. you know, all and I'm just like, I mean, when you're looking when you fought for your life with your with people that became your friends and family, yeah, and they died and now it's being played off as a mistake or something that yeah. shouldn't have happened. Like what did they die for? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it's a it's it's a very difficult it's it's something that you can't even process as a human because you're like, Why did I do the things that I did, if um, it was nothing to yeah. to no one, you know. Yeah, and I, I I agree with that, bro. And it's really, it's really sad how um, so many. It just seems like a lot of for veterans in general are almost forsaken. Yeah. In a lot of ways, because it, it's even with the VA, you know, the Veterans Administration yeah. that they have established for current or former service members. It's just. I was I was just thinking about this the other day, and it, it was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, I, I just feel it's not an entirely legit establishment Yeah. as far as taking care of veterans' actual needs, mm-hmm. other than just kind of giving, <coughs> other as far as just kind of giving some handouts and saying, oh, you know, well, thank you for your service, but, uh, yep. you know, like, dude, I'm, fuck off have- now. We've had the conversation before, and I mean, I legitimately feel like if you were a veteran or fought in any war, saw any kind of action, when you get back, these same um, places where you go to train, to learn 
how to kill, defend, and do all these other things yeah. should be the same facilities that take these veterans in, give them therapy, give them, yeah. like, basically reintroduce them back into society in a proper way. And that's one of the biggest issues that they fail to really uh, harp on for those kind of people was reintroducing them back into society like that. Yeah, but, like, you know what else I think about, too, is, like, if you think about, like, the, the your... Uh, regular um military man mm-hmm. they're not gonna say oh i have ptsd i have mental issues i can't yeah. sleep at night i have these intrusive thoughts like they're all gonna play off the fucking oh i'm fine i'm cool like you know mm-hmm. it's also like a double a double double-edged it goes, sword it goes both ways yeah you know uh because like you gotta want the help too like you gotta and i feel like that's something that should be taught and like something that should be said you know when you're oriented into going to the military like you will come out with issues and we will make sure that these issues are taken care of because like think about it dude who who killed the american sniper another Another veteran veteran. another veteran yep you you know what i mean yep essentially the chris kyle yeah (laughs) essentially that's his name just so you know yeah chris kyle i mean i just didn't remember but um essentially the person that he could have been defending out in the field was the same person that came back home with him i mean i'm not saying it, you know the dude they they were in arms together yeah but it could have been the same person that he was defending out on on the field that came back and shot him and that's fucked up though bro because that dude did four tours in iraq yeah combat deployments to just to yep. come home and get killed yep by another friendly veteran. fire friendly fire dude yeah friendly fire just because it wasn't checked that the dude was okay given that he was trying to help like yeah. he was he was trying to get these people integrated back into society because there's that one scene where you see him um where he's driving with his wife and he's like freaking out mm-hmm. you know what i mean yep and uh you know that movie did a good uh way of portraying it but you know what's the one movie that did a really good uh, job at portraying like the ptsd of uh military men which part you remember watching brothers Watching what? Have you ever watched Brothers Mm-mm. with um this uh fucking Spider Man? What's his fucking name? Andrew Garfield. No, dumbass. The OG Spider Man. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire and uh Jake Gyllenhaal. I've never seen Tobey Maguire in a movie other than Spider Man. If I'm being honest, dude, he was in this movie Brothers, and essentially the plot goes is that he was a captain and uh for uh, I think he was army in Iraq. And basically him and his platoon, they get uh, ambushed Mm -hmm. and only him and his subordinate survive. Right. So is it like survivor's guilt afterwards? Basically, he ends up having to kill his uh, subordinate. Really? Because he promises his wife and his daughters that he'll come back to her. Right. Yeah. So they put them up to fight. Right. And he ends up killing him. They videotape it. The, uh, other guys there they fucking get rid of the evidence mm-hmm. you know that he killed his um comrade or whatever mm-hmm. he gets brought back and he's like basically he's got like super ptsd and his brother who was a fuck up has been like because they all thought he was dead oh i think i've seen some youtube clips of that yeah, movie. That yeah I, I know what you're talking really about. really good like his bro like his brother ends up building the kitchen for his wife, you know, like to cheer her up. And he think he he thinks that his brother was fucking his wife. Right? Yeah, you know. But he wasn't though. Right? No. Um. And yeah, then yeah. He like starts smashing everything, and he looks at his wife. He's like, "Do you know 
what I did with these hands. He's like, do you know what these hands are capable of? Yeah. All to get back to you. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. Well, yeah, I remember working. Um, I remember working for, uh, you know, the work study program at school. Yeah. I remember working for like a charity, Catholic charities. Yeah. And, uh, dude, there was a guy there who had like a veterans program. Uh, basically he would help veterans like get jobs, yeah. buy homes and do like a bunch of other shit. And then they also had like a like a goodie bag, like where they'd give away every day. Yeah. And basically, you came and you gave your name, and then we we would give you like a bag full of <coughs> ramen chips, <coughs> water, and like a bunch of other shit, you mm-hmm. know, for you to eat. Um, and you would rotate that every month, and a lot of the people that would come in, dude, were veterans. You know what really? I mean? Really? That just ended up on the street, couldn't get on their feet, or couldn't reintroduce themselves into society and shit like that. And uh you know what I've come to realize? There's two two stereotypes to like the veterans. Either they don't reintegrate into society properly and they end up being homeless, or they're um <coughs> overachieving or they overwork themselves yeah. in whatever job or position they take back in society. Well, you know what's interesting is um I see this a lot with, um, especially has to do with a lot of dudes that were either like former SEALs, mm-hmm. former Special Forces guys, any of those guys within those elite groups, you know? Yeah. And you know what's funny is, as far as when it comes to SEALs, Special Forces, Pararescue, all the like badass dudes, you know they only make up about 1-2% to 2% of the entire DOD. DOD, like... As the Department of Defense, the entire okay. fucking military. Yeah. Basically. Okay. But I mean, those those groups are they're really exclusive. Uh huh. Is what I'm trying to say. Isn't that what you were trying to do at first? I was trying to do pararescue. Pero. Yeah. Um. A uh, long story, bro. But uh, aside from that, though, is it, what I was trying to get at is a lot of those dudes that succeed in those careers or. Uh, whether they're career men or they decide to get out at some point, most of them yeah. come highly successful. I mean, you know, they got they get the. I'm I'm assuming like them, they're very goal oriented. Yeah, you know, and that that's the whole thing, especially when it comes to SEAL training and all that stuff. It it's very, it's very goal slash teamwork oriented. Yeah, and especially they really emphasize the thing of like there's no me there's no i in team there's a there yeah you know and that it's even it's it's the whole thing of you know it pays to be a winner yeah is one of their mottos because even when they're having timed events or whatever during buds yeah um you know their their instructors will tell them like hey whoever fucking finishes first gets more rest time yeah. stuff like that you know incentives and that mindset and just going through what they go through in general it just seems to set you up for life um I dude, I just wanted to like, I just wanted to note. There's this one guy. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Uh huh. Um, his name's Johnny Kim. You ever heard of him? No. Okay, so he's he's this Korean dude. Uh huh. Um, but he was born, raised in America. Um, became a fucking seal, and this dude was. So when he was a seal, he was a seal scout sniper slash medic. Um, was like his main role there, and then after the seals, you know what this dude did? What he um he got a degree in mathematics, became a fucking doctor, God and damn. now this dude is um 
he's training to be an astronaut for NASA. That that dude, like, he succeeded in life, and now he's just doing side quests, bro. Dude, I he's a fucking legend. Dude, there's surprisingly... Dudes like that, bro, are not well-known. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I've never... I've never heard of guy. Mainstream media is never going to portray a guy like that. And yeah. I don't know if it's just because he's so successful because he's Asian. Could be, could be because for a various amount of reasons. You know, that's one thing that I do realize is like the Asian representation is very lacking in like, uh, I, yeah, I, I agree with social. Saying. I mean, you know, and cause I've given you shit cause you're half Asian. Yeah. You know, but like, I mean, it's all like fun and games. Like, whoever listens to the podcast and takes that serious <coughs> is like, doesn't really know us, you yeah. know? But it's like, there really is. I mean, because, you know, uh, do you know who Rich Brian is? Or I think he just goes by Brian now, but he's an artist, you know? Um, yeah. And he makes really good music. Like, you know, he, he really mm-hmm. does. And so does Joji. Uh, and they're all signed to like the fuck, it's something 88 label. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all like of Asian descent. You know what really? I mean? Um, and they make really like Joji's really big. Um, yeah. well, he make, sorry, he makes really ahead. good music, and yeah. that's one representation. But there's like it's very lacking, and I'm gonna be honest, like, um, like, how do I put it? It's not taken serious. Like, I feel like um, the Asian, as far as like the Asian community, are, community is the ones that get clowned on the most. Yeah, you know. Well, especially I don't know if you saw a lot of this during COVID. And stuff in a lot of big cities, like these are all Democrat-owned cities, like Los Asians Angeles, were very New York, much persecuted, dude. Whatever Asian people were getting assaulted, yep, out of nowhere by other minorities, yep, and by other minorities, it was mostly black people assaulting Asians, yep. Like this, there's this one old lady. Don't just put it on black people; it was every fucking body. I'm, I'm not saying it was just them, but I'm just saying a lot of like the the very all of the ones in like broad daylight, yeah. Where I think this one guy came up on this Asian lady out of nowhere and just started beating her in the head with a brick. Yeah, obviously, like that's fucked up. Yeah, that's that's fucked. But I mean, like, look, like I mean, a lot of these places it was everyone doing it. Cause I mean, even like some Hispanics got got that end of it. Like I told you the story about yeah. you know the restaurant that happened with us, and um, but I mean, like I feel like it was everybody and anybody at that time because just ignorance, well, dude. The main the main point though is what I'm trying to say is it was it wasn't really harped on or it just wasn't it didn't seem as substantial of the fact that Asian people were getting assaulted in broad daylight. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't you know? no, nobody was really bringing that up. Uh, you're right. Um but let's not put a color on ignorance cuz ignorance is just an idea not a color. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, yeah. So um begin I say that because all right, so cuz I was thinking about my on my way over here and you know, hopefully, you know, we're going to hopefully have a guest that, you know, he'll probably be able to bring it up a little bit more. But I was thinking, like, you know how, like, a lot of Hispanics have an issue with Donald Trump or a lot of minorities do. Right. Yeah. And my thing is, like, OK, I mean, I didn't really like him either. You know? Yeah. Um, I didn't really like his ideals, uh, the things he'd say or like just a lot of a lot of the shit that would come out of his mouth. I just didn't agree with. But a lot of the things that he would kind of do on the side, I'd be like, all right, cool, whatever. Okay. What I'm trying to get at, basically, though, is I feel like every president feels exactly like Donald Trump does. They just don't fucking say it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, they they just move in silence, you know? And essentially, like, the only difference that Donald Trump did to me 
compared to other presidents is he fucking said like i'd rather know exactly how you feel than be around you and um not know but you know? what do you mean when you say other presidents have the same thoughts of trump like as trump did like what thoughts do you mean uh like as far as just saying oh it's a third world shit country or all mexicans are rapists or they're sending their worst people um i'm gonna build a wall you know i feel like other presidents think those things too they just don't advocate them so you think every president has it out for the mexicans not for the mex i'm just saying like i feel like every every president ha- can be a bigot or is a bigot and some boy bigot is like racist right or like i mean i guess not racist but like you're uh you you take uh stereotypes and shit right there, right? Take- I, I I guess I don't know the literal definition of it. Okay, well, all I'm saying is I feel like every president re- literally feels like. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, like everybody loves Obama, but Obama deported more Hispanics than any, uh, any other fucking president. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And fucking George Bush, a Republican, you know, yeah. fucking started the whole um, <coughs> let's build the wall thing, you know. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump just said, "I'm gonna build a fucking wall." Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't do too well. Uh, Bush didn't say anything about building a wall, but built a wall. Obama didn't say anything about Mexicans sending or Mexico sending their worst, but he deported more immigrants than any other mm-hmm. president. You know, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like even though the other presidents don't fucking say it, they feel it or think it. And all Trump did was say it, you know. And uh, I don't really have an issue with that because, well, like at I least said, he was honest. I guess I'd rather, like, I, that's exactly what I mean. I'd yeah. rather know exactly how you feel about me than, um, how do I put it? I don't know how face, you I, basically. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. say it in my fucking face, and you know, I don't have to interact with you. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, so going on Trump, right? Is yeah. So let's. I'm not talking policies or anything like that. Like, yeah, I, fuck I know. With, but I'm, I fuck I'm just saying policies. I'm, I'm saying as far as like media presence, speeches, uh, just fucking, um, you know, quotes or takes on certain uh, demographics. So, so here's what I'm gonna say. This kind of when it comes to Trump again, because I was having a conversation with a coworker about this the other day. Yeah. Um whatever kind of connotations people have about him, good or bad, uh-huh. let's let's take that out about him. Yeah. And let's look at it more as far as achieving results, let's say. I mean, that, 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 that's exactly what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, but so the point I'm trying to get at, though, is Trump, when Trump came in, America had seen something it had never really seen in other presidencies. As far as we've got a businessman yeah. entering politics, right? So, and the thing is, is that dude, because Trump was already in his 70s or so. I'll give like, you a little pushback on that, though. Like, Trump hasn't really done great in a lot of his endeavors. Well, here's all I'm saying, though, is is he ran the country like a business. Like, the dude understands, he understands finances, and just, you know, it's productivity in general yeah. when it comes to all of that. Because now one of the biggest issues is America, you know, we're in debt right now in the trillions. Yeah. And 
we'll never really have to pay that back because all the reserve is going to have to do is just print out more money. They can just keep printing out unlimited amounts of money. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, they're not really accountable. Uh, the other thing is, you know, most most of these politicians or whoever the elected officials are are people that don't really understand finance. Yeah. In general. And that's why America is in, in the state it is. So, you know? okay. So, like, this is just an example from, like, I mean, what you're saying. Like I said, I don't have a problem with his policies as far as, like, uh, the financial freedom he gave America at the time. Yeah. Um, my issue with him was his, like, uh, politics on, like, minorities, yeah. demo- certain demographics, uh, certain places. Because, uh, I mean, you even heard, like, you know, some people would be like, oh, if you, like, like Trump, you, like, don't, you know, you're basically a, a misogynistic and, like, all this other shit. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, I feel like that's an extreme because, like I said, Bill Clinton was getting his dick sucked yeah. in the Oval Office. Well, they really targeted, like, I mean, so Trump was really targeted, though. I mean, basically the same way that influencers like Andrew Tate are being targeted now is people that are just outspoken like that. And, you know, the left, the left owns all of the media. I mean, but basically, but so, I mean, they, they, for people they don't like or try to, um, what's that fucking term? I forgot what it was, but just anyone that they're coming after. They disagree with basically. Yeah, that they're gonna but, try to they're like, gonna see, try to censor. This is my thing though. Andrew Tate has has said some wild shit before. Yeah. Donald Trump has said some wild shit before. So the way that the <coughs> left media took a lot of their takes, okay, dude, you're fucking over exaggerating that shit. You know? Yeah, and that's what I mean. They'll do anything to discredit them. Yeah. And but so, there are other things that they said. Andrew Tate says says some things that make a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. Donald Trump maybe didn't say a lot of things that made sense, but he did a lot of things that were beneficial to the country. Yeah. You know, his biggest thing was China. China, right? Okay. Literally the last podcast we were saying how, like, right now, America's best ally as far as, like, um, trade is Mexico. Mm-hmm. No one like right now Biden isn't saying fuck China, but essentially by trading with Mexico more than China, he's saying fuck China without saying fuck China. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that's my thing. It's they're all they all do similar or the same things. It's just Trump was saying this shit. You know? Yeah, I I get what you're saying. You see what um, I'm saying? So that's why I go back to the thing that I feel like they all fucking feel the same. It's just Trump said it. And, you know, because I come from a very central point of view. Like, when people start like, oh, you agree with that person? You're a misogynistic. You're a racist. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not any of those things. Like, you know, like, I just take the good with the bad. And, you know, we, we, it's not like you have a choice, you know, at the end of the day, people be like, that's not my president. Okay. You don't have to like him. Yeah. But you can't say he's not, he's a president of the country. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't agree with his ideals or whatever. Cool. That's fine. That's your right. But it's kind of like, you know. Well, so here's what I'm going to say is, um, I don't know. Do you know who Ben Shapiro is? Yeah, I know who Ben Shapiro is. Yeah, a fucking conservative speaker slash debater. Um, yeah, the most the the most right leaning Jewish person ever. 
<laughs> well, he makes some really good points up though. No, he um, does. He he makes some great points. I, I, I honestly like Shapiro too because I, without um, without totally, well, I'll get into this later. But anyways, what I was trying to get at is his he made a he had a really good take on Andrew Tate. Yeah. Um, as far as how Andrew Tate assesses or diagnoses the problems in society, uh huh. He says he's spot on on that. You know, he's, for the most yeah. part, I, I, I want to say he worded it as like 75% right yeah. about the issues. However, um, the 25% margin of error where he's wrong with that is his prescriptions to those problems. Okay. That makes sense. You yeah, know, yeah, that makes as, sense. As far as, you know, um, him saying you're not a man or you're not a man of status if you don't have a Bugatti. Yeah. Something like that, you know, yeah. or or just that, oh, you know, if you want right. women... Or saying gotta, that meal prepping is gay. <laughs> or if sushi is gay, yeah. yeah or you know. that you have to be, to get girls, you have to be Brad Pitt. Yeah. You know, that's, um, <clears throat> those are realistic standards because 90 something percent of guys are never going to have a Bugatti or be fucking Bugatti. like Brad Pitt, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, like, see, cause oh. that, that, that's my thing. It's like, like, you mean, you just brought up Ben Shapiro. I like him. There's some things where I agree with him, and there's some things where I don't agree with him at all. Yeah. But that doesn't stop me from liking him as a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's what this country's missing now. It's like, if you don't agree with me, um, I don't like you, or we can't be friends. Like, that's so that's so stupid. Yeah. Because, like, you know, that's like, we've all, like, it's always been said that, okay, so like an artist, right? Like, you hear about Kanye West. Yeah. And you hear... The problem with Kanye West is that he has too many fucking yes men around him. There's no one there giving him pushback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because without pushback, we start to think that everything we're saying is correct. So if we cancel out everyone that tells us no or that they don't agree, you become like delusional with your arguments or your thoughts, thinking that the way you think is the only correct way to think. So, you know, the funny thing about Kanye is when he says something, it's going to go one of either two ways. Either one, what he's saying is completely just fucking crazy. Or yeah. two, it just makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. There's no there's no middle ground or middle ground for that dude. You fucking remember what he... T- I forgot who he was interviewing with, but he fucking goes, I love the Nazis. And then they're really? like, you love the Nazis? And then he pauses and looks at him. He's like, I love everyone. <laughs> just this dude's fucking... I love everyone. I'm, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. I'm like, I don't know. But, like, I mean, you know, that's the thing, though. It's, like, we can't be a country where, like, um, like, look, uh, I don't mind bringing people on here who doesn't, who don't agree with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm not going to let it be a heated argument because it's, like, we, this podcast is a podcast where we can agree to disagree. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the end of it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like we dislike each other or anything like that. Like, do you know, um, do you know who is, uh. You know who who really molded my beliefs and like uh my ideals as far as like um political pol- pol- political wise. Who? You know who John Stewart is? I've heard the name. I re- I <clears throat> I grew up watching <coughs> John Stewart on the Daily Show on Comedy Central. Yeah, he's like a comedian slash like he like does takes on um fucking uh basically you know the left and the right mm-hmm. and. Uh, he's just a really inspiring person. 
You know what I mean? Like he's someone that I really, really look up to. Like someone that I really, really enjoyed watching. And after he got off the the, the Daily Show, um, <coughs> oh fuck, what's the homie's name? He's uh he's from Africa. Uh, what's the really uh, right wing girl that's on um that like she's blonde um shit white girl yeah um I don't know I've probably seen her before I can't remember her name but she was like a big deal um back in the day but anyway she went on with Trevor Noah that's the dude's name he he took over after um. After what's it called? Uh, John Stewart left. Well, late like later on, he had that girl who's really right wing, and you know the you know Trevor Noah is very much left leaning, right? Yeah. And they had a debate. They spoke, and then afterwards, they went out to dinner together, and a lot of people had an issue with that. And I'm like, what's the fucking issue? Like, this is still a human being, and this happened like four, maybe three, four years ago. Yeah. But it's like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like. You you like chocolate? I don't like chocolate. We can't hang out. Yeah. You know, like I I don't I don't understand that. Like I really I don't know what happened to us to where like we can't give each other any debate or argue like friendly, you know, like in a civilized manner. Yeah. Cuz you know, maybe there's a point that you make that I can fucking not not I'm, and it doesn't mean like cuz it's like, oh, it's because, like, if we interact with them, they're going to um, fuck up my belief or they're going to radicalize me or whatever, right? Yeah. But it's like, I feel like the more we speak with each other, the more centralized we'd become. Yeah. You know? Because it would help. Maybe I would understand you more and you would understand me more. And I feel like that's it. Like, growing up, I had, like, Ross, like, his family, they were very right-wing. <coughs> you know what I mean? Or, yeah. Or, you know, not right-wing. They were very Republican. And then a lot of my other friends were very Democratic. <clears throat> so I had both takes on both sides. And even with, you know, like, with you, like, whenever you we, you brought up the gun stuff to me, and it made a lot of sense, I'm like, huh. Yeah. Well, I had never, ever thought about it that way. And if you had never told me that, I would have never been like, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? And and I think that's what's missing in our country right now. Like, like legitimately. Yeah. I mean... I'm, and I'm, I can agree with a lot of that, you know, but for me, with some things, I I think some things can only have, can only have a certain level of tolerance. Yeah. Or that a society or, yeah, a society as a whole should have a certain level of, to- level of tolerance for some yeah. things. And the reason I'm saying that is because um, with everything happening in America now, uh-huh. and if you look back at ancient Rome, one of the greatest empires of all time, right? That crumbled. Yeah, but, you know, contrary to belief, Rome didn't fucking crumble from barbarian invasions. It did it from within? From Yeah, Rome, Rome fucking crumbled from within. And the problem was with that is, one, they were too big. Yep. They got too big. They're um, trying to expand. They're fighting fucking constant uh, border wars. Well... And- Maybe to some extent, but the one of the other things too is: Have you ever heard the expression um, "hard times"? No, it's <laughs> it's hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Yeah, good we, times we create the, weak men. Yeah, we said the quote before. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's what we're in right now. 
Yeah. The same thing happened to Rome as far as its elected leaders, government officials were all people who were raised under these times of peace and prosperity, you know, were people that inherited their titles yeah. that don't really have any life experience or experience to bring and to be able to hold positions like that within the government. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just it just all started to collapse on itself because of that. You know what I also think is lacking? What? I feel like the re- relatability from our leaders to our current, um, like our, like us currently is lacking. Like if you like, think about the gap between yourself and some of these politicians. We're talking about maybe yeah. 40 to 50 years. What could they really know about us? Well, and they're, yeah. And like I said, I, I mean, I mean, they were, a lot of these fuckers are in their seventies, eighties. When most people in every other fucking job or profession, they're retired. Yeah. By then, these people are still like fucking Pelosi. Exactly. And then like some companies force retire people yeah. that are over sixty five. But there's no term limits in Congress. Yeah, that shit's. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. No, it's it's ridiculous, and I I just can't. It just doesn't make sense. They. It's true. They can't really relate to any. To any of us now at all they're there's they're just still kind of stuck and a lot of them are fucking i i guess they would be considered boomers around uh, the time they grew I think up so yeah, yeah. and it, it it's i was listening to something the other day on youtube basically how boomers kind of fucked it up yeah for all of us now because you know they'll say that the world war ii generation was they is considered the greatest generation yep you know um, and then and obviously the boomers the, are the offspring of, of them. Yep. And you know, for the most part it, it was, they're the weak men times of peace, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's so funny how a lot of them, they'll blame our generation as in you, me, yep. whatever comes afterwards the for gen, the reason why everything is fucked up now. Gen X, Gen Z and the millennials we're we're the problem. But the truth is, is we've just inherited the mess that they've created for us though. Yep. You know? And I told my dad, I was talking to my dad about this. Yeah. Dude, because I guess he was, he was born in 57. Yeah. So I guess he could be He'd considered be a, boomer. a boomer. He'd be a boomer, yeah. And I was explaining this to him because, you know, my dad, he was a fucking liberal kind of hippie. Yeah. Growing up for the longest time and stuff. And I think towards the end, and he's been more right-leaning, right? He's kind of. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well... I don't know what his whole Spiel I wouldn't is. even say he was like that that he really leaned towards the left that much either, but I mean with a lot of things that or a lot of decisions he's made, especially when it comes to voting, whatever has been very emotional base. Yeah. You know, rather than It's more like I don't really like that guy instead of Yeah. What's he offering? Well, cuz he cuz he he hates Trump. My dad hates Trump and Yeah. That's fine. That's fine if he does, you know, but I was just trying to tell him, I was just trying to tell him, you know, well, maybe, maybe you do, you know, he's just, whatever Trump's shortcomings are, you know, I just tell him, well, he's done this though, um, you know, for the country, for the economy. And my dad's just like, yeah, well, just whatever, you know, like he, yeah, I can just tell he just does not want to accept, I mean, he doesn't want to accept any of those facts at all. And I told him the same thing I'm telling you is I said, take out 
Trump being a good or bad person and just try to look at it from that standpoint. Yeah. You know, and he just, he just still, and I'm not telling him that you should like Trump, but I was just saying, you know, you need to just try to weigh the good with the bad, you know, instead of just, just being in pure denial of him, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, you can't like, you can't deny that things are getting done. I mean, I don't know, dude. It's it's. I, I haven't really been keeping up with politics. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, I was very much more an advocate because, like, growing up, I did want to go into like political science. Yeah. Um. But then, the more I realized how corrupted that <coughs> shit could be, or it could make you, or how hard it would be able to keep your values. Yeah. When you're being funded by money that you need to run, and you know, get in the position that you need to be, and now these people are coming and asking for favors. Mm-hmm. later you know it's it's difficult like it's not as simple as just saying like i'm gonna run on my morals and that's it like yeah. look at sanders look at um look at andrew yang andrew yang had some cool shit that he was talking about he did have some good ideas that yeah. i fucked with you know what i mean but yeah. at the end of the day he ended up bending the knee <laughs> yeah i love that term bending the knee <laughs> fucking game of thrones yeah john snow will you bend will you bend the, the knee? knee um and Tyrion's but- like Especially when that shit came with Cersei supposedly helping them. He's like, do you just let your morality dictate everything you do? He says, it doesn't hurt you to lie every now and then. Yeah. No, dude, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's difficult being who you want to be in a world where Mm -hmm. everything is dictated by uh, a dollar bill. You know, because I was thinking about that the other day, or actually, it was just yesterday, how... I and if we're gonna be honest, the only reason I care about money is because I want the financial freedom, or I want the financial stability to be free. And I think that's what most people want, you know, in general, is to be financially free, not necessarily rich. Dude, because at heart, dude, if I'm being honest with you, at heart, I'm a creator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love, you know, I love trying to make music. I love writing me i love writing songs i love writing poems whatever the fuck it may be i love drawing um like this this is what we're doing right now it's a creative yeah. you know out outsource and you, you know? love men too yeah so like that's that's literally that's my passion you know what i mean <coughs> storytelling um yeah. that's what i love and the thing is is like i don't have the time to do those things because i have to obstruct it with making the money so i can survive on the daily Mm-hmm. And the the possibilities of someone coming up and getting paid for their art is very difficult, you know. Like, is it? You mean it's a difficult concept for you to accept, or no, not for you to accept, but for, as far as society, think about like I was watching a um scrolling through Reddit the other day, uh, a video popped up yeah. about a guy who installed a. Have you ever seen those sliding farm doors yeah. that they got? So he installed it right gets done you know he he starts the video he's like all right let's get yeah. the job done you know he's excited and shit finishes it the uh, the homeowner walks in and he's like i fucking hate it like it's done all wrong i'm not paying you for this mm-hmm. and then the guy's like all right well i'm just gonna take my door then and then go, the guy the owner goes no get the fuck out of my house leave i'm not paying you for this shit you're not taking it down you know so he's what he the is, fuck? He he's getting fucked, you know, what I mean? and and this does happen a lot. And because you know, I was thinking like, huh, you know, like you know a lot about like what do you know about, right? Like you know about guns, military, uh, history, and I know a bit about history too. But something that I know really, really well is 
construction. Yeah. Uh, and in, in general, being the contractor, right? Don't forget about dogs too. The who? Don't oh, forget yeah. about dogs. Okay, well, you know about dogs. Um, but so this dude, right? Like that. That has happened. Speaking of that, I think I saw something on TikTok the other day. Um, uh-huh. It was um, this Mexican guy was in a house. Yeah. In someone's bathroom. And I don't know exactly what happened, but I guess it was a bathroom he had worked on. And, yeah. Um, it was like looking all fancy and shit. Like they'd done a really good job on it and yeah. stuff. And I guess the dude, the dude made it's a viral TikTok and he just said they didn't want to pay me for it. So old bro took a hammer or something or sledgehammer and just started demolishing this yeah, fucking bathroom. I've seen that video. But like, so what I'm getting at basically is that shit does happen a lot, dude. Where you finish a job, the owners act like they don't like it, right? And um, they act like they don't like it just so they don't have to pay you and they fuck off and you're fucked. You Has know? that happened to you and your dad before? It happened to my dad before. Oh, fuck, really? But once I took over the business and I started like, they're like, because see, this is the thing with my dad, right? Say he walked up and gave you a price mm-hmm. that he said, uh, and he's underselling himself already, right? So say, uh, say you want your mailbox done. Yeah. Right. Back in the day, my dad would have been like, oh, I'll do a mailbox for 300 bucks. Right. And I'll bring the material. And then, okay, let's not say 300, let's say 400. Right. Mm -hmm. And then say the person thinks like my dad gives you the quote, right? 400 bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. So then you sit there and you're like, hmm, and my dad panics, right? And he goes, okay, okay, <laughs> I'll do it for 300 mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not that he wants to undersell himself. It's just he has that doubt where he doesn't, he's not valuing his work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I came on, I was like, I'm not going to bust my ass for $300. So, like, I did the math, you know, I'm like, hey. Yeah. I can get the material and I can do the, the, the job on so-and-so day at this time. It's going to be 900 bucks. You know, that's not the, the exact price it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's just me. You know, I don't want to give my exact pricing on, on what I, how I do my job. But um, 900 bucks. And then the person's like, oh, fuck. He's like, that's a little more than I expected. I'm like, all right, I can do it for about 750 and They're like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I started telling my – and then – Say I would be negotiating this, my dad would be like, "All right, charge him five hundred, right?" Yeah. And I'd be like, "All right, nine hundred, because you know the guy doesn't understand." So I'd be like, nine hundred. And then my dad would be like, "Okay, okay, tell him three hundred." I'd be like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! I just fucking made you like a four hundred dollar profit." You know what I mean? Yeah. So then after he realized that I was good at that, dude, the business end, and I'm 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 not gonna, you're not gonna fuck me. I I need half, or I yeah. need you to pay for your material. I need you to invest into your project, but I'm not putting none of my money towards your job other than my labor. Yeah. If you want this done, you buy the material, you buy whatever we need. If something, if there's a hiccup, you have to take care of it. I give you a five-year warranty. If this shit cracks or fucks up, I'll come and fix it for free, but you have to pay for the material again. You know, know, I think you'd probably be a good project manager. I mean, yeah, but uh, because... It's just, you know, and, and that was the thing I told my dad. I'm like, you have to stop underselling yourself. I'm like, work. I'm like, work is time. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and we have to realize how much time it takes us to do these certain projects before we take them on. 
because I'm not going to be out here busting my ass for nothing. Yeah. Um, so really you have to learn first. You have to show them that you're not a dumbass. You know what I mean? You have to be like, well, look, this is what I can do it for. This is when I can do it. This is what I need. If they're not willing, if, if as soon as they start bullshitting you, if they give you any hiccup or any problem, but you'd be like, I need half. Like before you even finish it, be like, Hey, I need half of this. So, let me ask you this. What kind of, since you've dealt with a lot of people on projects like that, whatever, what, you can use any way to describe what kind of people, like what kind of people do you do that kind of shit the most, try to haggle you, I guess, people as far as, or, huh? People with money. People with money. People with, okay, you get both sides. Yeah. There are some people with money. They're like, okay, just do it. I like it, or I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's your money. But then you get the the ones where I'm like, oh, you know, that just blah 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, you just pulled up in a Range Rover. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and you're gonna fucking tell me like, okay, you want your house to look nice, right? Mm-hmm. The the okay, so let me let me give you an example. Like, not too long ago, I went and gave an estimate out in uh out in Eads, Tennessee. Do you know where Eads is? Mm-mm. We're talking about half a million dollar homes to a million dollar homes. Really? Right. Okay. They wanted a flower bed, right? They wanted a, they wanted a brick, one brick, uh, one brick wide, fucking two rows. You know what I'm saying? And it was about a hundred feet worth of, um, of a uh, hundred feet worth of a flower bed to, to build. And I gave them an estimate. I'm like, look, I'm like, from, I'm like from where my job, I'm like from where we're located. You guys are about 45 minute drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, this is the material you're going to need. This is how much you're going to need. This is how long <laughs> it's going to take me to do it. And this is when I can start. This is when I'll finish. And this is how much I'm charging. And they're like, I think I ended, it ended up coming out to like uh, three G's, right? Really? Yeah, which I did the math on how much gas I was going to spend going out there for a week. Uh, you also got a flower bed. You know, it's barely two feet high. So you got to think we're going to be bent over all day. So that's a, a, a physical... Very physically tiring. Yeah, and it's a labor thing. You know, so I got to yeah. take that into consideration. My equipment. Um, and then the rest of it was just his, you know, 3000 that's with material. Yeah. Um, this was at the time. This is before inflation. So I don't know what it would be right now. Um, and then he's like, oh, that's a little steep. Can you do it for 15 And I'm like, no. I'm like, literally 1500 is just the cost of your material. I'm like, I can't do it for that. No, thank you. I learned... I I showed my dad that it's okay to turn jobs away because you got you to realize like my dad, like when the recession hit, he just took any job to provide. Yeah. Dude, my dad was a welder for 15 years. After he welded, he painted for three. After that, he pressure, you know, all the oldies here in Memphis, yeah. he pressure, he came from Georgia and pressure washed all of them. Um, Then from there, we started doing construction which is brick, block, stone, ma- any masonry work. Yeah. Then from there, we learned how to do cement work, you know, like uh, how to pour slabs and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything, if, if I'm going to give, you know, if anyone's going to listen to this podcast and take any information, <coughs> basically know your prices. Like, you know, jump, like, you know, have all the, the projects you've done before, compare and contrast them. That way, when you see another similar size um, project, like say if we're pouring yeah. contra- concrete, right, and it's like a forty yard um, pour or something, 
not 40 yard that's fucking extreme that's a fucking lot let's say it's a six yard four right mm-hmm. which is about maybe a fucking eight by ten uh fucking patio slab right uh jump like you know give a quote for that see how much profit you make if you can make a little more or if you're over see if you're overcharging or undercharging have a set price and then from there when you see big bigger projects build up or build down don't undersell yourself don't be fucking scared to ask for your pay if the person is bullshitting you always always ask for half up front like if, if in the middle of the project if they're giving you any haggle before like say like when when you're going to pour some concrete the first yeah. thing you do is you go and clear the area you take you get your levels you know what i mean you frame out the slab and say they're giving you bullshit or they're wanting to switch up like hey i need half of it today truck's coming tomorrow and when i'm done i'll take my other half right um be like they they if they're giving you bullshit if it's someone that's just being super cool and you know that you've worked with before don't even worry about it cuz once you build those relationships with certain people like right now i have connections with um builders or not even just builders salesmen like people that sell the the brick the mortar like all that shit they they themselves <coughs> will recommend you to homeowners companies or whatever mm-hmm. And they'll start hitting you up for work. Yeah. But as far as right now, the construction business is very low due to inflation. I think uh, not too long ago, one piece of plywood was $100. Yeah, I heard wood was expensive as shit right now. Uh, Will, your roof right now probably has, let's say, 60 plywoods. Multiply that by 100. Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. that's just your roof. There's also there's also like plywoods that go around your house. Mm-hmm. Like count all you know what? Like it's just fucking it's it's money, you know? Um but yeah, dude, that that was that was one thing, dude, because like I remember like just the <coughs> I remember my dad being like fucking so many times where he was just stressed out because it just didn't work out. Yeah. You know? And whenever I took over, I made sure that, you know, we were making proper money. Because it, it just, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sell myself short, especially if I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, you know, what's funny is, um, that's where I think my granddad, you know, that just passed away and your dad are very similar Yeah. in that regard. Um, because my granddad did, um, he did minor home repair yeah. for the longest time until he was in his eighties. Yeah. And he was good at it too, with what he did, you know, um, kind of, kind of a jack of all trades when it came to that, you know? Yeah. But um one of the biggest problems is um my aunt, which is their daughter, you know, we've we've talked about this now, is yeah. um my granddad his whole life, you know, he's always been a hard worker. Uh-huh. You know, to where he was just in the mindset of okay, you know, as long as I work hard, there'll always be money coming in. And I mean, dude knew, dude knew how to make money, right? But yeah, the issue is with the money he made, though. He never, never used it to where money would work for him. You know what I'm saying? Like he was working for money, yeah, his entire life. And and what? Just one example. Um, by that was there was that um. I guess apparently there was that one point where they had a couple of houses or so. Oh, right? your grandpa? Yeah. 
Like yeah. that he owned? Yeah. Oh shit. And um my grandma for the longest time, like she dealt with all of the finances. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, balance of checkbook books, etc. Yeah. Um, so she was kind of in charge of all that, and he kind of wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Other than just, hey, I'll go make the money. And you you know you know how to use it where we need it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, uh, the other thing though was um, they were with some of those houses. He ended up selling all of them, right? But I mean, my grandma was just trying to tell him, you know, like, hey, we might be better off in the long run just keeping, keeping these fucking them, houses. Dude. Could you imagine your grandpa still being alive and still making money off of those homes? It, that's the point I'm trying to make. You know what I mean? You know, like, and the the other thing is. This is why I go back to why, you know, financial literacy is so important. Why it's, why you should know more than just how to make money. Yeah. You know, it's making money work for you. And everyone in my family, you know, I tell them, hey, like, you know, I mess around. I mess around in the stock market. I'm pretty invested into it. Um, I'm not a guru in it by any means. Yeah. Um, That and along with like crypto. um, I just got into sports betting here recently. Yeah. Um, but that that's another thing, but I mean, all of that stuff is essentially making your money work for you. Yeah. You know, especially when you're getting, you're getting some nice chunks of dividends. Yeah. Cause I mean like you got to think about like in your savings account, your money's not doing anything. If you stick yeah. it into some stock and it shoots up mm-hmm. that hundred dollars could turn into a thousand to yep. 2000. You know what I mean? And That's money yeah. working for you. And the thing is, is. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with savings, but you're not, don't expect to ever make any extra money off savings or even CDs. Yeah. <laughs> because most banks, the interest rate or the APR, APY for it. Yeah. Is so low. You're not going to make shit because I was looking at a while. I was looking for a while um, at CDs. Yeah. And you know what CDs are? Do you, no. So basically there's something where you allocate a certain amount of money to a bank uh-huh. to the bank is essentially borrowing that money from you for however long so let's just say over a span of five years yeah and you get interest off of that for loaning them your money yeah so yeah like i said it's the idea is just you're loaning out your money to the bank and you're the only catch though is you can't touch that money for however long you agree to let them hold on to it or you'll get penalized, uh-huh. right? Um, which, I back in the day, that probably would have worked out yeah. a lot better, but it just doesn't now. And it's, I looked at it and it's like, even if I'm investing like two, three Gs for four or five years. What are you making, like $2? I, basically, I'm only making like two or 300 yeah, that's off just that not entire even worth time it. span, you know, and I yeah. was just thinking that's not really even worth it. Yeah. And like I said, when it comes to saving money and stuff, like, I mean, your money's safe, but don't, like I said, don't expect to make anything yeah, cause, extra off of it. Because, you know, that's something I was trying to get across to Jennifer because she's like wanting to start up like a, a T-shirt business. Yeah. You know, like printing and with designs and shit. Yeah, yeah, you told me. And, you know, at the time we only had about 500 bucks in our savings, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, with everything else paid, like yeah. leftover. And I'm like, hey, well, take the. And she said that what she needed was about four to five hundred bucks. And I was like, hey, take those five hundred, buy all the things you need, invest in yourself. And I'm like, and then eventually you'll make that money back. Yeah. And then she's like, why would I spend all our savings? And what if we're broke? And I'm like, 
but you're not. I'm like, because you're investing in yourself. Yeah. And that's like a way for us to make money back. You well, know? you know, that that's, and I agree with you, you know, but I mean, I, I get it. That's still, that's still taking a degree of risk. Yeah. I mean, regardless. It is. But like, you know? like in my head, I'm like, there's more checks coming, you know? Like, it's yeah. not like we're yeah. ever going to, like, that's one thing. That's, a, that's really one of the things why I left construction was during the whole COVID thing, it made the stability of construction very difficult mm -hmm. because, like, my main problem with, with was it is we were building houses at the time. Yeah. And um, COVID has let these companies bullshit you about delivery dates mm -hmm. for so long. Like, say we had our crew. We finished a house, right? And then... I'm paying my crew by the hour. Yeah. This company's paying me by house. So let's say that we're working on your house and your door and a window hasn't come in. What do we have to do? Well, now we have to leave a section of brick that we don't brick up. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. And it's all <coughs> like detail. And when I say detail, it's like time consuming brick laying. It's not like a straight line where you can do that shit quick. Right. Um, Cause there's like a bunch of different <coughs> cuts and like, you know, yeah. Uh, brick sizes that go into like making it look good, right? So, say I'm done with this house and I'm on the next house. Well, this house gets the door and window in, but I'm already paid for it. But I'm having to send in my workers that I have that I'm paying by the hour yeah. to a home where I'm not making money on anymore. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm losing money because now this house has to pay for their time over here. Well, this house isn't getting worked on, and, and it's that's just a the one that's making the profit. Thing. You know, it's because of a logistics thing with that stuff coming in, basically, yeah. right? And, and so eventually, we were just like me and my dad were like, "All right, well, just me and you, mm -hmm. we're working just me and him and another laborer, dude. We couldn't like it was just it was fucking dude. We were busting our ass, and I just told, and not only were we busting our ass, but it would take them three weeks to have another house ready for us. So I just told dad, I'm like, look, like we can't. You know, I can't keep working like this. You know, I need stability. I need a job where I'm getting money week <laughs> to week and regardless of whatever, right? Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I get it. Um, So, you know, that's why we stopped doing the construction thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like the reason that me and you have become so, like, financial literate, because, look, I'll be honest. The reason, uh, right, I'm, I'm, I've barely become financial literate. Dude, right? well, that's what I'm telling you. You need to finish that fucking book I gave you. But this is the reason why, though. Let me, let me explain to you. So when you got out of high school, how much money were you making? I don't even remember, bro. I was still working at Kroger and AutoZone. I mean, think about how much money you were making, though. Like a month or what? Like Yeah, like a month or like every week. Um, Well, I think at Kroger I was making like eight eight fifty because I'd been there a couple of years already. And then at AutoZone, uh, I started off making 10 an hour. Okay. So when after I got out of high school, right? Um, I was working at a phone store for a while. I was only making like 600 bucks. Not too much, right? A That's month? A week. A week? Okay. Yeah. All right. But then I got into the construction business with my dad. Yeah. Will, a week? <laughs> like, and this isn't me like trying to brag, but like, this is just me. Like, if I had been smarter, like I would be so much more well off. Mm -hmm. In a week, for myself, I was pulling pulling in like $2,500. Well, I've heard that construction can be very lucrative, though. Contrary to belief. Yeah, you can have, you can get paid really, but the thing is, we had like thirty houses we were building, and we were knocking out two houses a week. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, and I would keep twenty five hundred dollars. So I'm eighteen, 
making like fucking what? That'd be almost ten thousand a month, right? Mm-hmm. So, dude, I was going through money like a fucking dumbass. Yeah, my friends would come back from college, and I would take them shopping. What the fuck, really? I took one of my friends shopping. You know what I mean? Because he was broke as fuck living in college. Most college kids are. You know what I mean? And yeah. he came back, and I'm like, yo, like you know, damn, bro, whatever. And I'm like, nah, dude, grab that. I got you. Or I'd take them out to eat, or I'd go to the club and drop like five hundred dollars drinking. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> got all these credit cards. I you know racked them up, dude, because I'm paying. I'm paying mm-hmm. shit in full. You yeah. know what I mean? But then the work stopped, and then I had all this credit I had to pay off. Yeah, and then I had to get a regular fucking job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And guess what? Guess how much this job was paying me? Seven, eight hundred dollars a week. Now compare that, compare to those seven, I was basically using those seven or $800 a week and trying to live like I was still making 2,500. Yeah. You know? And it fucked me. Like it fucked me completely because I would be like, how am I spending all my money? But then again, I'm spending $400 at the club still. Mm-hmm. You know, all my bills are paid. Yeah. But I'm still dropping 400 at the club like a dumbass, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where I fucked up. That's where I, that's where I really fucked up is... Like, my, my dad literally told me, he's like, you're spending money, like, we're still doing contracts, you know? And I was just like, fuck, I mean, you got a point. Yeah. I mean, and I now, don't know, bro. I mean, it's to be expected, though. It, it It's just, you know, being as young as you still were at yeah. the time, and you're just, all this money is thrown at you like that all of a yeah. sudden. It's It would probably be a lot, very overwhelming for a lot of people. Yeah, and I mean, I just fucked off, but I mean, <laughs> now... I mean, now, um, I know, like, I don't make as much as I made yeah. then, like, not even close, but it's like, I, I can manage, I'm, I'm left with so much more money, or I can manage it a little bit better, Yeah, because I've been through the experience of, oh, I have all this money, and now I don't, Yeah, and now I'm, like, in between it, you know? Yeah, so, so for me, bro, honestly, um... It's funny you bring that up because that's kind of like what I'm in right now in a way. Yeah. Um, but honestly, bro, I don't really, I don't really spend a whole lot of money on bullshit, bullshit. stuff. Yeah. Like the last big thing I actually bought recently was this TV here. Yeah. And I just now paid it off recently. Yeah. I mean, I could have paid it off like earlier, but I was like, you know, um, and now with everything I buy, dude, I I buy everything on credit now. Yeah, because, dude, honestly, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, fucking, and debit cards are kind of bullshit. I mean, I see why they're the necessity of them, but really, if you can manage it well and spend everything on credit, do it. You know, yeah. um, and that's the other thing with credit, bro. Is now that I spend everything on credit, basically, I got to be really fucking judicious about. Yeah. Um. You know, not letting my fucking balance catch up to me or get eaten alive by interest rates yeah. and stuff, you know. Yeah. But, um, but bro, honestly, what the biggest, the biggest thing I've dropped money on lately, aside from, you know, that is, um, I paid for these courses I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, like the web development, the cybersecurity stuff, I've probably dropped over 400 or so on that um just for like a a yearly membership because it saves me a lot more money as yeah. opposed to just paying by the month when i can just pay for it for the year and like i said it, it's for me i think a lot of that stuff 
<coughs> by doing that, those are things that's going to go back to me in the long run. Yeah. You know, um, even so I pay, I'm in one of these, um, again, you know, I kind of told you I'm getting my feet wet in trading, sports betting. Yeah. And I pay a monthly membership to a group. It's called Honey Drip Network. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out to Aristotle Investments and Honey Drip Network. Um, but it's full of just kind of like like-minded people, you know, who are more successful at doing that stuff than I am. Uh-huh. Because, you know, they say any smart man is going to hire people wiser than them yeah, to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's the way I see it with that, you know, is especially in their, they're maybe keeping an eye on or looking for things that like I might not spot right away, whether it be in the market, sports betting, whatever, you know. Um, and I'm just kind of realizing, you know, it's just, you got to spend money to make money. Dude, uh, you know what? Uh, I was having a conversation about a friend the other day. What do you think makes a man? You know, man, that's funny you bring that up because I was wanting to ask you what your opinion of a high value man is. Too you, is is can we can we say that like what we're both asking here is kind of like synonymous, basically? I think so. Because yeah, I would say what makes a man is ambition. Mm-hmm. Because a man without ambition, well, you know. You know, man, it's, um, you know, who kind of put that really well? Who? Fucking Itachi Uchiha, bro. <laughs> What'd he say? When he's talking, you remember when he first meets Kisame? Uh, fuck. They were. And in, he says, like, um, you know, Kisame's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the fucking seven ninja swordsmen. I'm going to be your new partner now. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just coming, coming off as just fucking very arrogant. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, essentially Kisame is just a ruthless killer anyways. Yeah. And. Um, Itachi just says, like, hey, you're just a fucking thug wandering in the mist with no purpose. Other than that, you know, you're just working for the Akatsuki, but you don't, you're not really goal-driven. You're just with the Akatsuki because they offer your protection because you're a rogue ninja. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that whole, that whole philosophical conversation between them was just beautiful. Yeah, dude, um, but I, look, because, like, uh, as a man, dude, the ambition to take care of your family. Yeah to the ambition to be more successful mm-hmm. like a man without ambition is honestly hollow you know like i agree to not have yeah. a goal in your life like that that, that must be so like I, I started watching the ranch mm-hmm. you know and uh it's with ashton kutcher and a couple other people but the dad in that show like everything he surrounds himself is with his work mm-hmm. you know what i mean to the point where you know maybe he has maybe not treated his sons with like emotional care, but he left that up to his wife become him because him as a man, he had the ambition to take care of this yep. farm so the entire family would be okay. Yeah, and man, that's um that stuff nowadays, like concepts like that or just those ideas. Feminism is just trying to destroy that. I mean, like look, I don't I feel like there's a way where we can be that ambitious and still be empathetic toward, towards our offspring. Yeah, well, I mean... Because you know? I, I feel like that's... like My dad did very well in raising us. Yeah. But he didn't learn how to be empathetic to us until we yeah. were much older. You know what I mean? Like, um... And it was, like, really... Like, it really, like... It really, like, touched my heart to hear him say this to, like, um... My, my cousin's husband right yeah. because like my cousin's husband he's very much like a cowboy 
Yeah. Like, you know, he wears boots, rides horses, and does everything like else. Carol. <laughs> and he, he raised his son to be that way. Yeah. Right? Well, his son is growing up here. He still likes being a cowboy and shit, mm-hmm. but he likes anime. And, yeah. like, he's starting to like other tastes, and his dad's not liking that. Right? Mm-hmm. So the other day, the, his dad took his hat, which was like an anime hat, and threw it away. Damn. And my dad was like, don't do that. He's like, don't do that. Uh, and then I laughed and I looked at him. Like my dad's, well, first my dad said, don't do that. And then I looked at my cousin's husband. I'm like, yeah, you really shouldn't do that. Um, because you not allowing us to be ourselves mm-hmm. only makes us want to go against what you want for us even more. I'm yeah. like, so growing up, my dad didn't want me to be with the emo shit, you know, and the metal <laughs> and, you know, skinny jeans. Yeah. So the more he would like, uh, basically target me and like pick on me about it. The yeah. less I wanted to dress like cowboy and wear boots and yeah, it just made you resent him more. Yeah. Basically. So you know, and I laughed at my dad. And I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I'm like, what do you mean?" He used to be the same way. And then my dad, he was like, "Son," he was like, "I was only 25." He's like, "I didn't know anything about life." He's like, "I've been figuring everything out the same way you have." You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like having a father like that and like basically realizing things at a younger age gives me the opportunity to be a stern, headstrong man, yeah. but still compassionate to my yeah. to the people I love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to say my dad hasn't been compassionate, but it took him time to get to where he's at right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to open up, like, you know, to say he's proud of us, to say he loves us, that he cares for us. You know, it took him time. And, you know, it's not his fault because, you know, his mom died when he was young. Um, so he, he himself says that he didn't have the main ingredient which teaches you compassion, empathy, uh, love, or how to express those emotions because he didn't have a mother. And what's funny is, is um, uh, I have a cousin. Uh, who actually who actually listens to us? He's he's in Georgia. Yeah, and we'll talk on the phone here and there, and we'll talk about our dads, and it's like we're talking about the exact same fucking person. So, you know, because like they have the same qualities. They're cause you know they're uh they're cousins. So um, he's actually he's actually my godbrother. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just you know things that they learned growing up, um, that I don't blame him for anymore. You know. Because yeah. I understand now, you know, now that I'm older, now that I'm a dad, I get some of the things that he was going through at the time. I meant to mention this uh, earlier on, but I don't know if you've seen, this is a trending TikTok tread called the, it's like the moments before disaster thing. Have you seen that shit? No, I haven't. You haven't? So, um, basically <laughs> it's just got this clip from some song or whatnot. And yeah. People, people set up these situations, like whether it be a fucking fight or, like I said before, basically a disaster would happen, so to speak. Yeah. And before, before we find out what the outcome, it basically just fades to black and it just says moments before disaster. Yeah. Um, it's really fucking stupid. Um, but there was one, like one of the most viral videos, is it's this kid at this school. And they're walking down the hallway in between classes, I guess. And bro's filming it with that fucking, you know, sound effect or whatnot. Uh-huh. And he takes a banana. 
and he throws the van- banana like just ahead of the crowd somewhere. Um, because it's you ever played like Mario Kart or anything yeah. like that? You know how like you can have a banana and it slip. Yeah, that was basically the same thing he's trying to do, and it's a viral video. It's got millions of fucking likes and shit on it. Uh-huh. But um, there's this girl in it. She's just she's just more of a bystander than anything. Uh-huh. And she's walking there, and this girl, this is girl, she's in schools and in school in her pajamas, um, and she's a, she's kind of like a little, thick booty Judy, yeah, type deal. You know who I'm saying? Like you can't see her face or anything, and then she's got a little something on her too. You know, then there's long hair, don't care, yeah, type stuff. You know, so <clears throat> seeing all that, you kind of assume. You kind of assume, like, okay, like, people were asking in the comments, hey, who PJ Girl is? Yeah. Basically, they're like, hey, like, like, let's holler, let me holler, let me holler a shot at you like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking through the video, and I was just wondering, who is that girl, too? Because I was like, you know, she kind of got a little booty on her. Yeah. And someone, someone finally um, posted the, <laughs> the link to her account, and... What what else is funny is just because she was in that video, it went viral. She's famous now too. Well, oh fuck. <laughs> well, not famous, but she's just relevant. At she's, the yeah, I and mean, she's got like fifty thousand followers or yeah. something for a very mediocre TikTok account. Yeah, you know. But I was looking at her account, bro, and I mean, her face was look, look kind of a little funny. I'm not going to lie, because you couldn't see her face in the original video, right? Yeah. And and you look at her body, and I thought she was just doing something crazy at first, like it, whether she's doing a TikTok dance, um, whatever the hell she's doing. But I thought at first, dude, she was just keeping her arms, like, stuffed in her shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, you know, this kind type of shit. <laughs> yeah. And then I look through all her videos, and it's all the same. And I was like, wait a minute, does this bitch not have any fucking arms? Yeah. Dude, I, I look and legitimately, this girl doesn't have any arms. And she still blew up like that? Or is that why yes. she blew up? I, I, I don't know if the fact that she doesn't have any arms blew her up. I think the fact that she blew up was because she was, no, like I said, she's noticed the PJ girl yeah. in that viral TikTok. What the but, fuck, dude? And you couldn't really tell. <clears throat> you couldn't really tell in that first video because of what? <clears throat> Because of her hair, because she has some long hair and just the angle, yeah, the camera. But yeah, like I said, bro, I was like, okay, is this just another fucking trend she's doing, just stuffing her fucking arms in her shirt? But yeah, no, bro, this chick legit doesn't have any arms. And I was just thinking, and I was just thinking, man, these fucking dudes in those comments asking like, hey, who's shoddy at with the PJs on? Like, let me holler at her. <laughs> um, I was like. You fucking creeps, bro. Do you not realize that, first of all, this girl is probably more likely underage and she doesn't have any arms? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, bro, this dude, 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 simps, simp dudes are a dangerous fucking breed to society, bro. simps are the reason that girls gas their heads up so high right now. Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, bro, there's other dude in one of those comments that I was mentioning. He probably didn't even know those extra facts about her. He was saying, like, hey, hey, bro, like, holler at PJ girl for me, like, just with Riz. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude, and Like, look, there's there's so many girls that have insane bodies, but they're ugly. They're ugly as fuck. 
like you mean you mean face wise or yeah like oh see like they have like a, like a really good figure but their face is ugly and i could never get past the face or i yeah uh, dude i i can i can deal with that or, or fuck no or even like <laughs> see that's one thing about me i'm super picky dude like yeah even if a girl had like a super pretty face and a super good body but her attitude was shit I could mm. not put up with that shit, dude. Well, dude, I mean, if you get a chick like that with personality, that's just a bonus. Like, that's a bitch? <laughs> no, that's just a bonus for you. Oh. If she's got personality, too. Dude, but, like, my thing is, like, I don't like, because there's some girls, like, here in Memphis that people are like, oh, they're so this or that. And I'm like, dude, like, for one, she's ugly, or one, I've met her and she's got shit at it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, that's something that's very unattractive to me of, like, you're yeah. a shit person. And I agree with that, man, but, I mean, that just goes to show also the value of female beauty. Yeah. Like, just having that, um, just having that makes most men, most men are willing to look past so, stuff like that. Let me ask you this, because uh, Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz are having this conversation. Yeah. Uh, do you think a woman's picking money or physique, like, for a man, like a man to be interested in? So, do you mean just, like, in in general? Like, so do you think a, a woman, like, say there's a guy who's, like, very average looking mm -hmm. but has a lot of money? Yeah. Or there's a guy who's extremely attractive mm -hmm. with a great physique but doesn't make all that much money? Who do you think she's picking? So, <clears throat> man, it's hard to answer this with because this this whole topic is or this whole question just it just sounds so very arbitrary as in i as in as in like i have to pick one option or the other yeah as far as answering that I mean, so you kind of do um okay if it's going to be like that then honestly i would probably say the money um and i don't think i don't think every woman's like that you know as far as like okay just looking at money but yeah i think innately and a lot of women, you know, they're going to look for someone more who can just provide for them. So that's exactly what Andrew Schultz was saying. But then Charlemagne turned around and I was like, damn, he's got a point. A lot of these women that are with a financially stable guy, who do they end up cheating with? The Dudes pool with boy. Money. With more money. The pool boy. Oh, the pool boy. Yeah. Like oh, that. you're talking about like one of these fucking pornos where hot milf. No, I mean it's like boy. it's legit. Why is it a stereotype? The pool boy, the gardener. You know what I mean? Like the rich oh. wife fucks the gardener, fucks the pool boy, fucks the lower class dude for some fucking reason. That sounds more of like fantasy to me, <laughs> but. But I mean, that's what Charlemagne was saying. He's all like, <laughs> you know, I feel like women are more attractive to the looks, and then Char and then fucking Schultz goes, dude, you got laid, <laughs> calling him ugly with money. Oh shit! Yeah. But I mean, it made me think because like they were basically saying that men thought of themselves like when you had a nice fit on with uh mm -hmm. with like jewelry on was the equivalent of an attractive woman. Really? Yeah. Nice clothes and nice jewelry. Some they were saying that some men think that way. Mm -hmm. I personally, I don't know, dude. I have a lot of personality, like. A lot of the girls that I've gotten in my past years has ha, haven't been because, well, I'm not bad looking or I'm not the worst looking, but I have personality. I'm, yeah, you know, like, 
Well, you know, and I, that just goes to show, um, I was listening to something else. I forgot who it was. Um, um, there's this guy, another guy saying that as far as being a male, you can be the best looking fucking dude on the, on the planet. But if you don't have personality, if you're not funny, if you're not interesting, if you don't exert the confidence needed, like women are still going to look away from you. Yeah. Even right. if you're the most fucking attractive man on there as opposed to if there's a guy that's just average looking that has all those traits though yeah dude, i don't fucking disagree i mean shit I you know mean, you got a point yeah um yeah that's that's an interesting that's an interesting um topic though but i i think i think at the root though um regardless if that wife is cheating with the pool boy or yeah. not you know um like she's cheating with the pool boy, but she's gonna stay with the rich husband, you know. And it's it's like, if, especially if you got a dude like that, and you're just a, a housewife like that. Like you know, I don't yeah. think I don't think most women are just gonna give up being the housewife. So do you know what a that. there's a term for like <laughs> the side piece in Spanish? Mm-hmm. It's called the Sancho. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like say if me and you were chilling right now, and you started sneezing, I'd be like, hey, you better call your girl. It's El Sancho. Meaning, like, uh, you, when you sneeze, they're thinking about you because making sure you're not coming home. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. Yeah. That's fucked up, bro. Yeah, they're like, call, we're like, La San, you know, La Sancha, whenever, like, it's, mm-hmm. if it's vice versa, like a girl to a guy. Yeah. Um, I just think that's really funny how we just literally have a whole little, um, uh, well, what would you call that? Like a fucking, uh, fucking six cents. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. <laughs> so that shit. Dude, I listened to something. Um, it was so fucked up the other day. Uh, there was this guy. I forgot his name, but he was interviewing this woman, and basically, she's like in her thirties now, divorced, and they were talking about her previous marriage. Yeah, and come to find out, she married this guy. He was a bit older than her. I think she married him when she was 18 or 20, something like that. Uh-huh. And the guy, he was a doctor of some sort. Uh-huh. Had a fucking PhD. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Go he, ahead. Yeah, uh, you probably do. But, I mean, dude made stacks. Uh-huh. Right? And they were together for some 10-plus years, I believe. Yeah. And during the entire time, you know, she never had to work. She was just basically a housewife. Uh-huh. Um, and some point during that time, the guy ended up getting cancer. Like, stage three, stage four, it, it got pretty fucking bad, you yeah. know? And during that time while he had cancer, you know, I mean, people that deal with that, that's a hell of a battle. Yeah, it is. To fucking fight on your own, you know? But um, she ended up leaving him uh-huh. while he was fighting that cancer, and she said um, it was... It was because of a myriad of things, but uh, but more or less it was because she said that me and him were having financial disagreements, mm. emotional mm. disagreements, etc. You know? Yeah. And she just said, she said, I had to get out of this marriage for my own sake. Mm, that's bullshit. You know? And... And the the guy, I, I forgot what his fucking name is, but um, he he speaks with a decent amount of sense yeah. on a lot of these topics. But he said, 
So basically, you know, when this man needed you the most, when he was at his fucking worst. You walked out on him. You turned around and walked out on him. And yep. he said, so now that you're single, what do you have to offer? Yep. And, and, then, and then he was harping on, especially the point of there, during this entire time, you never had to work. You weren't expected to work. Yep. You know, and <laughs> she goes, she goes, well, you know, I'm still... I'm still back in the game or, you know, I could get, I could get back in the game if I wanted to. I'm five, 485 pounds. Yeah. And he was saying, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good for being a woman. Yeah. Like that, you know, basically like what you have nothing to offer. Yeah. Like nothing at all. Basically. Other than your figure in your face. But that's not, that's probably not even that good though. Yeah. Either. Because I, I, like I said, I, I didn't. I didn't get to see a picture of what the girl looked like, but yeah. it's just especially if she's older, like in her 30s by now too, right? Yeah. 5'4", 185, 190 pounds. You know, that doesn't sound exactly desirable. Well, it depends where the weight at, man. I mean... If I'm going to be honest with you, I've seen some 5'4", at 190, 200. Stupid I mean, thick, bye. Yeah, you like them. You like them thick, thick though, bro. Stupid thick, bye. I'm talking but, about... Cornbread fed, thick, yeah. down south, thick. They're, they're thick, and then there's too thick, my guy. No, but. like, like it's literally, it's in the correct places, you know? Yeah, oh, well, maybe, maybe. I but. pray Jennifer never listens to this part of the podcast. <laughs> I hope she does. <laughs> she would be funny as hell. I hope she does. I'm going to send it to her. Don't do it, bitch. <laughs> but, no, I mean, so, I mean, from that guy's standpoint, and, I mean, he, you know, I mean, we have different preferences. Yeah. Um, but me and his preferences kind of just aligned when it yeah. came to that. I you mean, uh, did you did you, ever, did you ever listen to like Kevin Samuels? <laughs> to who? Kevin Samuels. Mm-mm. It was like a dude who was also very much about like the male, um, male like you know, love yourself king type shit. Yeah, and he would sit there and argue with women and like, you know, about like their priorities or what they're looking for in a man and why they can't find one. And he literally yeah. straight up be like. You five four, two hundred pounds. I ain't don't know about like he. He like, how tall are you? How much you weigh? How old mm-hmm. are you? Like he'd do all that shit. He, he was. He ended up dying of a heart attack, but you know, uh, like last year I think. But like his videos were fucking wild. Like he'd be straight up with these females. And, yeah. You know, some of these females are delusional because all they hear is yes. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not enough guys that call it out or yeah, fucking will speak uh, speak out about some of these Dude, delusions. I don't, even when I was dating, I wouldn't put up with a lot of shit. Like, yeah, I, I'll be honest. Like, I was dating like a girl who was very, very pretty. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and like she had a very, very pretty, very nice body and everything else. But dude, her fucking breath stank. Really? And I could not put up with that. Damn. You know, I could not like you know I could not put up with it, um, or anything like that. And I just cut her off. Like you know, no matter how pretty or whatever she was, like I, it didn't matter to me. Dude, there was, um, so for me, there's this one girl, um, I was with for a little bit. I went to high school with her. Yeah. Um, but anyways, me and her had a fling for a little bit, bro. And yeah, for the most part, I mean, she was short, like thick, you know, um, she had a decent little body on yeah. her, but dude, like I just couldn't, there's just something, <laughs> there's just something about that, that fucking pussy, dude. It just. You sound like a pig, <laughs> dude. I there there's some odors. I see what you mean. Like you know, that's a very much a thing though. Like uh, you know, 
that, like, I would never I never said it to her or anything yeah. about that, you know, but it's just I couldn't like fucking like there are there are pheromones that we are and aren't yeah. attracted to. Yeah, that, that's very much that's very true, because, you know, someone else might smell that and find that attractive. I, I don't know, bro, but it, it was just it was just really hard for me. But it was my, kind of a turn off. My bro. thing for me was if your breath smell this bad, how bad can you smell other places? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That just completely, yeah. you know, it drove me in the opposite direction of like taking it anywhere with this girl. Yeah. But do you, do you want to hear a funny story that happened to me? Because <laughs> uh, like uh, it was back in the day when I was married. Yeah, dude. So one of my cousins had just recently moved back to memphis from nashville from like college and shit right mm-hmm. so he's like hey yo do you think you hook me up with like a job right so i call uh, he was a bartender so i call one of my homies and i'm like yo bro like you know i got a cousin you know he wants to bartend x y and z he goes like yeah dude he's like tell him to hit up um blue right which was the name of the club mm-hmm. right and i'm like all right cool so then my cousin's like yo they want me to come in and work uh they want me to come in and work friday he's like can you pull up and he's like, and just chill with me at the bar. I'm like, yeah, bro, I got you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Friday comes around. I get I get ready, you know, and I go to the club. You know, I go alone. I'm like, fuck it, you know, what I need for, I'm going to be chilling with cuz. So I get there, and there's a, there's a group of dudes in the corner twerking. What? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, it's it's typical in the club you know you see like you know your friend you know your 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 lgbtqkq whatever community you know homies right yeah i'm like whatever you know cool they're doing their thing so then i see this other dude walk in bro and he's like fucking he's big he's jack bro mm-hmm. and they playing like this twerking song bro and he just starts he just starts bouncing and then he just dips down and starts twerking and i'm like whoa like what the fuck is going on all right Mm-hmm. So I hit up my cousin and I'm like, hey, yo, there's mad gay homies in here. And then he's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, it's gay night. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm sitting at the bar alone at mm-hmm. a gay club on, or not a gay club, at a, a, on gay night. Yeah. Dude, I started looking around. Every every dude was making eye contact with me. Everyone. Like as in they wanted to holler at you? They wanted to say what's up. So for the first time in my life, I knew what it was like to feel like a girl, like getting catcalled or whatever by yeah. dudes. Because, dude, I was sh- nervous to even go to the fucking bathroom. Because literally I'd look anyway. You see a guy, he make eye contact, give you a little grin. And I'm like, oh, look away. Want them cheeks, boy? Dude. So I'm sitting at the bar alone, right? Just chilling, holding my pee. And this this one dude walks up to me, right? And he's like, hey. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, are you down? And I'm like, what you mean? He's like, like, are you down? And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, no, man. Like, I'm married. Yeah. And he's like, oh, to he or she. And I'm like, oh, she. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm just chilling with my cousin. You know, he's bartending tonight. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, ah, oh. he's like, can we be friends? And you know, a part of me, right? Yeah. Me being me, I was like, what could really happen if I gave him my number? Nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I don't respond, you know, nothing got to happen. And I was like, well, I should just give him my snap. But then I thought, I waited. I was like, he's going to get, he's going to end up sending me a dick pic. He's going to try to flirt. He's going to try to turn me out. You know? <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, nah, man, I don't think we could be friends. And he goes like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, my bad. He's like, you want me to buy you a drink? 
Oh no, nah, man, I'm good. You know, I just I just got this one. So then he he goes, all right, and I'm like, you have a good night. Then he fucking turns around, looks at his other homie, and goes, he ain't down. And I'm oh, like, fuck. bro, if I were into that shit, I'd be getting tossed. I'm pulling. I'm pulling. By fucking yeah, it's a group of dudes, right? I'm pulling. Well, no matter the gender, bro. I I got that fucking game, bro. Like it don't matter. But I was very flattered. I told him, I'm like, I'm flattered. I'm like, but you know, I don't, I don't roll that way, bro. Bro, this was um, man, you know what's sad? Apparently, is um, this goes on in the military a lot, and yeah, um, it's not gonna be as outspoken, outspoken or advocated for dudes. Um, but basically there's apparently, there's a good amount of dudes that get raped in the military. I've heard of that. By other dudes. I've heard of that. Um, and you know, a a lot of men are very reluctant to come out. Yeah. Or speak about that kind of stuff. Because I mean, it makes them feel less of a man. Yeah. yeah, I I don't, I don't blame them though, bro. But, um, dude, and this was, uh, man, bro, my I was getting ready to leave. Um, okay, so I was around the end of the tour for like my first duty station or whatever. Yeah. And man, one of my, uh, I had a really good friend there. Um, he's out now too. Uh, he was um, dude that he really helped me start on my whole fitness slash you know physique yeah. building kind of journey. Yeah. Because a dude, dude was a bodybuilder too he's competed multiple times he's just a fucking beast of a man yeah um and he's all natty too believe it or not yeah but anyways um he ended up he took up this job called the unit trainer Uh uh-huh and basically is more of like an administration position Mm -hmm. which with in taking that position he dealt he dealt with a lot more with a lot more of leadership yeah and Anyways, we had, there's this one position there. Um, it's a senior enlisted job. Um, what is that? I, I'm trying to remember what that fucking job. I think it's it's either a superintendent or right below superintendent. It's like an E8, E9, E9, pretty much the highest tier enlisted you can go in the career field. Yeah. And <laughs> the guy that filled that position was openly gay. Yeah. Had a boyfriend, everything. And he would look at the guy. And mind you, I never really had a problem with the guy. Uh-huh. You know, you would look at him, talk to him, and never think he was gay. Yeah. He's kind of one of those. Um, And I didn't even know at the time the guy was, um, he had spent a good portion of his career as canine. Yeah. The same shit I was, I did in the military. Yeah. Um, But um, my boy told me one time, uh, and bro, this just that just cannot. It just sounds sketchy, no matter how you put it. Yeah. But he said, um, it was. I think he said they were hanging out one time, and mind you, my boy, he doesn't drink mm-hmm. at all, and he was with um. He was with another coworker that he worked with worked with that did drink and ended up getting fucked up. I think they were at a bar or some shit somewhere. Yeah. And. He was with that same superintendent, the gay superintendent I was telling you about. And the superintendent had brought his boyfriend, a couple of his gay friends that he knew outside the military, I guess other civilians. Yeah. And 
and they were, I guess he said they were really pressing hard on him saying just, hey, you know, if you guys want, you can come, you can just come back and crash at our house. Yeah. You know, like. Just seeming a little overbearing. Yeah. Like I said, he said they, he said they were really pressing about it. And my boy just said he took so-and-so and he was like, no, we just, we just fucking declined and we just went home. Yeah. Instead of that, you know. Dude, and, we have a coworker at, um, I have a coworker who's gay, mm-hmm. you know, but you would meet him and you'd never think it. Yeah. And, and me and him actually had the conversation how, um, he doesn't make being gay his personality. Yeah. You know, he's like, gay is my, per- my preference. It's not who I am. Yeah. He's like, I work on cars. He's like, I like to go hunting. I like to go do everything else everyone, every other dude likes to do, but I just like dudes. Yeah. You know? And he's See, all and like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. No, there's nothing at all. Um, and he's like, he himself is like, I hate like people who like make it their personality. Who, yeah. And that's the problem. That's the problem with everything nowadays. Though, is everything has to be gay. Well, in a way, you know, that's something. Okay. But look, uh, the most recent episode of the last of us, right? Yeah, I did have an issue with this because I know in the game, it's inferred that Ellie has like interest in, in other girls, mm-hmm. right? But my biggest issue was like, why she gotta be? Why she gotta like girls? Why can't yeah. she just be a regular girl? <laughs> fucking is strong, independent, headstrong, a leader. You know, she's fucking ballsy and a regular girl. Yeah, you know, like I I don't get it. But that's, I mean, I'm talking about more in, like, media and everything. I mean, bro, that's is, media, Will. Is if, well, yeah, but I, I, well, let me rephrase that. As far as when it comes to Disney, especially, like, woke Disney and all that stuff, like, everything in it has to be gay. Like what? Basically. Like, what was that last movie? Um, I forgot. What the, it was this animated film that came out recently. And oh, are you talking about uh, Frozen? No, not Frozen. It was, um, it was... I forgot what the movie was, but it was about basically like the main character um, was like trying to come out or he was like a closet gay type deal, you know, because he had like a real he had a crush on the other dude. And then towards the end, I guess, like it's like, oh, like he fucking got to come out. I don't you know, and they and they finally decide to be together. I don't know. I've I've, I've never I don't know. But I mean, the fucking director of Disney, um, there was a a video had been leaked about her saying someone was pressing, pressing to her that, Hey, we don't have enough fucking like LGBT or trans characters in Disney. Yeah. Enough. And the whole issue with that is it's Disney, bro. It's a kid's fucking Disney's for kids. It's I don't, I don't know how much of Disney you grew up on. Uh, probably I'll get them out. Yeah. Well, I, I would assume so, bro. Not but, as much cartoon network or Nick. Yeah, but dude, I mean, I grew up watching Disney movies, just Disney Channel in general, you know, and it's definitely it's not the same. Yeah. Now. Dude, as what I it mean, used to be. Look, I mean, at the same time I would like <laughs> to understand that things change. Um, but there are just certain things that shouldn't be in, uh invoked to children, you know? It yeah. should just be left up to them to to speculate and explore when they get to the age of speculating and exploring. Yeah, well, and the other issue is that you've got um, this kid, he actually spoke out. He was 11 years old. Um, He had checked out this book in his school library. Um, yeah. Basically about these two gay kids that were 
coming out. Yeah. And he was reading off the book, bro. And this book, and mind you, this is in middle school. And this book is talking about to these kids about how, oh, like so and so's taking my pants off. You know, he's sucking my dick. What the fuck? It, it dude, it, it's wild shit. Like, it, it's, it's fucking bad, bro. And just the point, just the point too, um, just, um, was you know there was a whole month for it now yeah that's celebrated and again you know we were just saying like hey like it's a preference it's not a personality it's not who i am yeah you know the entire the entire white house politics are all involved in that same agenda too and especially um they had a thing come out a while back ago that pissed off a lot of veterans too it was Uh um it was it was a um, depiction of raising the pride fa- flag that oh, was clearly yeah. copied off of raising the flag in Iwo Jima. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and I I don't know if you know the significance behind the act, the original, the original flag of weighing, yeah. or raising that flag on Iwo Jima. I don't Do you know, know anything the, about that. I don't know the significance. I just know it's a historical statue. Yeah. Well. I mean, dude, like, the whole thing Iwo Jima was one, as far as the Pacific Front in World War II. Yeah. That was probably one of the most fucking bloodiest battles, but one of the most important battles, too. Uh-huh. Because that basically led or opened the pathway to mainland Japan to end the war. Yeah. And, yeah, bro, I mean, so many fucking Marines died on that island, trying to take that island, bro. Uh-huh. And most of them are buried are buried alongside each other there. Damn. You know what I, do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And I'm not a Marine. Yeah. I'm not a Marine saying this and I, I, I can just see why they would be so upset uh, yeah, about that. Because, bro. I mean, you're comparing life and uh, I don't know, but bro, I mean, but think about it though. It's, a lot of all of those Marines and I mean the whole war in general, but let's just keep it to this particular instance. Yeah. You got to think, bro, like all those dudes or, a lot of them that died on there, bro, um, died in terrible fucking Conditions, ways. Yeah. Too, you know, and just think all those guys were just, um, you know, their fucking sons, brothers, fathers. Yeah. And it, it just see, it's it's okay. Like, I don't know, bro. It just for, I can for me, it's okay when you wanna say that your demographic or that your your set people have gone through struggle yeah but through depicted through things like that like through a war that was literally yeah um world changing for everybody you know what i mean i feel like that's a little bit extreme you yeah. know um because i mean like what if what if they compared being transgender to slavery like people would be in an uproar the same yeah, way that there'd the, be there'd be an outburst the same way that for sure that veterans are you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I feel like the uh okay you have your cause but I feel like you should represent your cause in a way where you understand and literally like I feel like the thought process behind like oh we're gonna do it like this because we don't care who we offend because we've been offended our whole life I don't think that's yeah. the way to take the route on things you know well even doing that like that's only you know in making that depiction for the pride flag the way they did like that you know they weren't worried about the veterans marines whoever might be offended by that you yeah. know but anything that would have offended them 
or their prerogatives, it would be an instant issue. I mean, you know, because even like, like, because you know, the the dude that's <laughs> use a coworker who's like a uh, gay, yeah, he's older, right? Yeah. So he's like the dis generations, like this generation of you know LGBTQ. Yeah. He's like they're so fucking sensitive. You can't tell them shit. You can't bring this up. That they them shit stupid. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> it's very much. You know, they were that in the era when it wasn't accepted, so they're hardened and they're fucking ballsy and they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And they 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 were the ones that actually fought for this shit. Like, going to protest. Have you seen that video of this girl who's, like, screaming at, like, this speaker uh, that went to their college? She, like... Probably Charlie she, Kirk or Ben Shapiro. I don't know who it was, but she's, like, she's, like, this bigger dude. Yeah. She's, like, shrieking. And then she's, like... My name's so and so, so so, and I'm a political science major. Oh god! And I'm they them. Like I identify as yeah. they them, and she's like, "You can get the fuck off my campus." And I'm like, "Where does that get you? You know, like that doesn't get you anywhere. You know, like instead of asking real questions and having a real debate or or argument with this man, and like maybe some of the points you make could help him change some of your views, and he help you change some of yours to where y'all can come to some sort of an agreement." Instead, you decide to shut them out, kick them out, and say, fuck you, you know? Well, and that's that's the issue I have when it comes to tolerance. Yeah. Because people like that, bro, um, they're, they are the contemporary socialists of today, yeah. of today's society. I mean, the, I, I think, you know, you know if, if they would actually bring up valid arguments, be willing to listen, hear the other side, whatever— and that's different, you know, but the point is, is they're, they're completely intolerant, don't believe in free speech. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, uh, if it doesn't conform to they what believe their in agenda their is. free speech, they don't believe in other people's free speech. Yeah. And the thing is, bro, is, um, Charlie Kirk, um, he's a, he's another dude. He does the same shit that like Ben Shapiro talks about a lot too. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, Jesus. He, he was arguing with the socialists and you know, a lot of, um, a lot of socialists slash communists will argue that, Oh, well, you know, communism's a good thing. It's just never been implemented right in history. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they're saying it could work here. Um, and then they're trying to, you know, they, they try to fucking dispel the idea of capitalism. And uh, one thing that Kirk brought up that was really good. <laughs> was um you can live you can live as a socialist in a capitalist society yeah but you can't live as a capitalist in a socialist society that makes yeah and the other issue with a lot of these people that are condoning socialism communism they're basically they're basic they basically are condoning the mass genocide of people whose beliefs don't align with their own or just, just like I said, the genocide of a certain people in general, because all those dudes, well, all those, all those communist dictators, you know, like fucking Mao, Stalin, Fidel Castro, bro. Yeah. I mean, those dudes were pretty much killing their own people, letting their own people starve to death. This is true. You know, and it, it it's just, Throughout history, it's just proven that communism is just a theoretical idea. 
Dude, that so where, doesn't actually work when implemented. When where did communism start? Um, so I think it started in the early 1900s, late 1800s, by a guy named Karl Marx. I know Karl Marx. Yeah, yeah, um, because he he's basically he pioneered the idea of communism, and I want to say its main its biggest roots start in Russia. Uh huh. So. Basically, back then, you know, Russia was ruled by a monarchy for the longest time, the Tsar dynasty. Uh, yeah. So, the, I'm going to try to summarize here for you, but for the longest time, they had a Tsar dynasty up until around the end of World War One, uh-huh. with, and I think it ended with Nicholas, or Tsar Nicholas III and his family, Yeah, I believe. Um, but they were running shit, and basically what happened was they were losing popularity with the Russian people substantially because of famine, the war, bad bad decisions by the government, etc., right? Yeah. And um, there's this group in Russia called the Bolsheviks. Yeah. And <laughs> they were basically... They were basically this really radical group of dudes in Russia that believed in Marxism or communism. Yeah. And like I said, the Tsar dynasty, they had already been losing so much popularity. The people didn't believe or love in them anymore. Yeah. And they presented themselves as a way a way out for the people. Basically as as far as saying like, hey, like we're gonna um we're gonna we're going to take over the fucking czarist regime here. We're going to distribute everything around people equally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be like, oh, you know, well, there's this one family that owns most of the property and wealth in Russia. Yeah. um, Like that. And it was a dude named Vladimir Lenin, who was, I think he was a lawyer at the time that got into politics. And then Joseph Stalin was his apprentice, basically. Oh, shit. Yeah, because... Um, I mean, Lenin was a ruthless fucking dictator, too. I heard. I've heard of um, Lenin. Yeah, so so Stalin learned everything from Lenin, basically. But um, towards the end of World War One, <coughs> they had um, they had basically overtake. They'd overtaken the royal family and just assumed power. Yeah. Within Russia, abolished the Tsar dynasty, and they had the royal family under house arrest for the longest time. Yeah. And then um. And then uh, just one day, they decide, just decided to kill all of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I the think... Czar, the Tsar's entire fucking family. They and, slaughtered them, yeah. Yeah. And... Same with the French. What's that? Same with the French. <laughs> yeah, but um, but basically ever since that, Russia's been communist for the longest time. But That kind of makes sense how they would go from a dictator slash monarch ship to a, hey, everybody's the same, everybody's equal, everybody gets the same, you know? Well, what really happened that was, um, or what really triggered it was this event called Bloody Sunday. Yeah. It happened in 1905, like years before the war. Um, and it was some, there was some special event in Russia where the people, all of the people would gather together at the Tsar's palace. Yeah. To, um, to make their official appeal to the Tsar uh-huh. about all the problems that were going on with the country. You know, just just to make an appeal yeah. to to your leader, and it ended up, it ended up turning into a massacre for some reason. Yeah. Um. Because uh, I guess the royal guard 
just shot a fucking shit ton of people. And that inciting event just made a lot of a lot of Russians just turn their back. Yeah, turn it. They're they're like, okay, you know, the fucking monarchy, the czar, doesn't give a fuck about us. Yeah. And to them, they saw Lenin and his Bolsheviks as a way out or a solution to that. To that, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I, that's kind of really where Marxism originated from was over there, and even the Russians, bro, during the Cold War and stuff. You know, all of that was basically, oh, the West against the East. Yeah. Capitalism versus communism. communism we have yeah. to stop the growth of communism. Well, and hold on, before before you start, let me just say, um, one of the Russian leaders during that time, like during the Cold War, um, his name was Nikita Khrushchev. And he said, he said something, hey, if you guys, this generation of Americans might not accept communism now. And he said, oof. that's okay. But your children and your children's children will come to accept it. God damn. And that was a part. There's, it's kind of a part of Russia's official plan um, as far as subversion yep. of the West. Yep, yep, yep. Because um, they knew, like, realistically, y- you know, in just open warfare, you're probably not going to be able to conquer the U.S. or win a war against the U.S. and yeah. NATO as a whole. And that just goes back to subversion within within a civilization to let it crumble from the inside. Dude. I hope that kind of brought some context to... That shit right there, what that dude said is fucking spooky because this is legit what we're fucking seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he's right, bro, because, I mean, bro, don't get me wrong, a lot of those dudes, those dictators like that, like, those dudes... Those were smart fucking dudes. Yeah. Too. You know, there's a reason. There's a reason people followed them. The reason why they kept in power or ensured they stayed in power for as long as they did. Dude, um, I was going to say, though, I think communism works in small, compact villages. <laughs> like, are you talking about, like, because that last episode of The Last of Us? Yeah. Like, even See, smaller than that, though. Um... I don't know, man. It, it's because I, I actually saw something about that. Because um, what, what's the population rule? Like, once you get, like, a, after a population over 150 is whenever, like, crime and all these other things start to get, like, implemented or rise within the community? I mean, I have no idea. Probably I would assume so. But um, I was – it's funny you bring that up because I was listening to a clip about it the other day. Um, yeah. And – I, it was a little confusing because someone was saying, okay, that's not really communism, though. It's more of what's called an intentional community. Yeah. I think it's what the actual term is. Um, And it's just more so of, it's more so of like, okay, you know, people being in the situation they are, the end of the world, whatever, whatever context you want to use it in. Um, it's just more of like, okay, a bunch of people gathering together, realizing, realizing, Hey, okay, here we got to reserve, we got to revert back to our fucking gender roles, you know, yeah. work together as a community or else we're not going to fucking survive under these circumstances, you know, and yeah. then have a democratically elected leadership where you kind of have people running it still. 
but yeah. it's not it's for the majority it's still the people voting and making decisions uh-huh. about what gets done you know and the reason why i say why i wouldn't say that's really communism is because think about think about let's take the early settlers for for instance that came to settle in america i'm talking about you know like the fucking pilgrims yeah for instance or just european settlers in general is you're coming halfway across the or halfway across the world to uncharted lands mm-hmm. that you have no fucking idea about yeah and you don't really have anything other than what you bring with you what you can learn about the land improvise whatever and they're all there building these settlements yep right and it, it's just more of like okay hey we realize we gotta fucking work together build these settlements cooperate with the natives fucking learn some of the rules of the land, some of their practices yeah. in order to survive. To make you know? it out or make and, it here. Yeah, and because it, it's it's communism is more of, okay, true communism is abolishing private property where no one owns anything. Everyone gets paid the same. I don't fuck with that. What's that? I don't fuck with that. And there's still, and there's still, but there's still a governing body that makes the decisions for everyone. No. Which is usually in, always ends up being a dictator. No. So that's why I say it's never really communism; it's a dictatorship. Yeah, so that that's why I think that's where The Last of Us kind of got that wrong, in my opinion. You know, as to where it's just more people, people. But the the main takeaway is that okay, it's people cooperating for mutual benefit. So uh, the thing that I was telling you about, I just like that up, it's called a uh, Dunbar's rule. Mm-hmm. Basically, saying for uh, for us as humans, <laughs> where we can keep stable social relationships with people is one hundred and fifty. Like once you go over that, like it starts getting really rough or, you know, fucked up. Well, I mean, I can see that, bro. Just with, just with it being a simple numbers <clears throat> issue is yep. you have, if you, if you have more people, you're just increasing the likelihood of crime or just incidents happening because there's more people. Yes, sir. I don't disagree. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's interesting though. How the Last of Us would have just sparked up um, a sudden little tangent on that. Yeah, you know, um, I gotta say, bro, these last the last two episodes of it have been kind of boring though. Uh, to me, it's been all right. I mean, I kind of like the Ellie's backstory. I'm not gonna lie; like, yeah. I, it 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 was one of those like <laughs> edge of your seat episodes because mm-hmm. like you know something's gonna happen. Yeah. Just when. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I did like her backstory. It was it was definitely interesting. Yeah, you that's, know, what, that's, that, so, that's one of those that did keep me at the edge of my seat. Like, I yeah. was like, oh, fuck. Like, watching it, I'm, like, watching it dreadfully because I'm like, I know something's coming. I know I'm not going to like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I, I get that, bro. Um, shit, I was just surprised, like, out of that entire fucking place, it was just one of the infected yeah, that's true. You know that, but considering that's a big ass mall, I thought there'd be more than motherfuckers. And then one person guarding it too. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. That didn't make much sense to me either. Yeah, I. Uh, so is it ever explained? I guess never mind. I'll leave it up to the show. I was like, "Is it ever explained? Never how Ellie's uh, basically um immune?" Yeah. Don't say it. We'll I don't just, know. We'll leave it up to the show. Well, I can't because I don't know anyway. Oh, okay, good. But I. You know, if it was ever, is she, she's immune in the video games too, right? Pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe the video games explained it and it could be the same reason. So, um, you know how you were bringing up, uh, you were bringing up, uh, 
settlers, the first settlers in America. Mm-hmm. So I've been reading. Uh, uh, while I was watching Vinland Saga. Yeah. Then I couldn't wait anymore, so I just started reading it. And basically, what's one of those stories whenever it's a fictional character taking part in real historical events? Historical fiction. Historical fiction. Yeah. So basically, um, our main character is surrounded around the time whenever King Canute um, conquers Denmark, England, and then all the surrounding areas to make the Northern Empire, which there was something that's like really cool that uh, <laughs> I read about King Canute when I looked it up, and then the anime actually implemented it. It's when King Canute, like uh, somebody questions his power, or no, they thought of him as God or Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. So then he walks over to the ocean, and he tells it to halt. And when he doesn't stop, he turns around and he's all like, this is all the power I've been I've granted as king. The only person that could change that could control the sky, the ocean or anything else is God, you know. And this was him basically. Telling his followers, I'm not what you guys think I am. I'm just yeah. a simple king trying to better uh, our nation in a way. You know what's interesting? Um, I was, uh, I found out about this not too long ago. Um, as far as Moses, uh huh. So apparently, no one knows to this day where Moses is buried. Yeah. Did you hear about that? I, I didn't know anything about that. Okay. Well, so story goes is, um, you know Moses is like the greatest fucking prophet to the Israelites or to the Jews. Yes. Like the whole, the whole Torah. Or the Jewish faith, it basically stops at Moses. Uh-huh. Um, so do they have the Ten Commandments too? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Moses was the one that brought down the Ten yeah, Commandments. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. You know, um, but when he he was so revered by the Israelites that um, basically God was apparently worried that after he died, they would turn him into an idol. Oh, shit. That they would turn like his burial site or monument or whatever into an idol yeah to him basically um and there was uh this is also the only mentioned conflict really between um saint michael or the archangel michael yeah and satan yeah to where because um i think for some reason satan was trying to get the fucking get a hold of moses's remains yeah or or to the location of his burial site. I think it was to get to his remains, one of the two, uh-huh. or both. And he was going to try to use that to, you know, deceive the Israelites. Yeah. And like I said, that's the only time that other than the war in heaven, per se, is when Michael and Satan had a interaction, act- actual interaction or conflict like that. <laughs> um. So, like I said, apparently to this day, no one still knows where Moses's burial site is, and that was intentional, dude. Um, and well, I just want to say, you know what else is interesting though? Apparently, too, is that, um, apparently Satan can still go back and forth in between heaven as he wants to. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, um, wasn't it Satan who, uh, uh, basically bet Jesus about Job? He didn't bet Jesus. He had made, he made a bet with jo- uh, God about Job, right? In the book of Job. Well, so yeah. Basi- so basically, Jesus. how the story goes was Job 
Praise God to, to the fullest. What's that? Praise God to the fullest. Yeah, well, it was just they wanted to test, wanted to test his faith. faith yeah. Because um, he was really, he was really faithful. He was very prosperous very in every, huh? Very devout. Yeah, in every in every endeavor, and <coughs> basically, Satan just wanted to make a bet with God, saying that oh, oh like you know, if he loses everything, he's not going to praise you anymore. Yeah, and um, he actually killed his he, wife, kids. I, I don't remember. Did that happen? Yeah, he kills his wife. Kills his kids, uh, strips some of his lands. He becomes poor. Blah blah yeah. blah blah. And he continues to praise God. And then, as a reward, God gives him back. Uh, well, gives him back lands. Gives him another family to raise mm -hmm. and shit like that. Yeah, but um, but basically that was the only time uh, um, God God gave him permission to test Job. Yeah. Apparently, on the condition that you don't hurt him physically. Uh huh like that you know and um like like i said it, it said that he appeared before god to make that um bargain essentially yeah so it's not it's not very it's not being it's more indirectly said that he still has access to heaven so you know what's something that makes me think that uh the the remaining jewish tribe i guess are like the actual Israelites or the people of God? What's that? Have you even realized how like often uh, the Jewish people are have been persecuted throughout history? A lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what really makes me believe that they are, uh, the original uh Israelites, or that they're God's chosen people. In a way. What do you mean in a way? Because it's always been it's always been said that you know the Jews are God's chosen people. Oh well, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, whether it be being persecuted in Egypt and you know being led out of Egypt and then just every other tribulation that they faced, yeah, throughout history with you know World War Two sadly being the, the most, most prominent one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> I I don't know, man. I've got. I have mixed opinions on that. I mean, I'm just and, saying, like, if I'm looking at um, the way they were persecuted, the, the people that are persecuted in the Bible, and then the people that are persecuted in our real history right now, mm -hmm. um, they're the ones that add up to me, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. It, it's just some things I will say is that I don't know if the state of Israel now is really the Israel that that God had really envisioned. Well, in the I, beginning. I think the Israel that God came back to wasn't what he envisioned. What do you mean? Oh, you, we talk about Jesus. Yeah. It's well, it just goes back to, um, uh, with a lot of their beliefs is they still, they're still stuck to the old Testament. Yeah. Like almost, well, zealously committed to the old Testament. And not they're not willing to accept anything new when it comes, you know, like uh, the stories or the um, the uh, what is that shit called again? Just the the New Testaments. It's and all the books in it. I'm yeah. trying to remember what the actual term for it is. Um, but, any, but anyways, it's it's like I said. I mean, they don't accept anything about Jesus or just in the New Testament. Yeah, in general, and that was that was still the same issues with um. 
back then when Jesus came the first time with the Pharisees, because it was really the Pharisees were the the radical Jewish rabbis or priests that were persecuting Jesus. Yeah, you know, um, and mind you, these are the same guys that are taking bribes from the Romans, trading money in the temple of God. Yep, you know, um, and it's just I I I have one of my friends. One of my friends is pretty convinced on this that um that with a lot of the radical Pharisees and there's probably he compared he's saying that there's still that whole the Dynamic. beliefs of the Phar- the Pharisees carry over to modern Israel now. Oh. You know, and he's just saying it's it's just kind of fucked up how Damn. they're still stuck in those beliefs. And um fuck. I was about to say, um, and there was like a really famous um, passage in the New Testament, yeah, um, where for the longest time, you know, the fairy, the Pharisees were saying that, oh, you know, Jesus is a false prophet. You're, um, you're not here to fulfill the laws or the prophecies that we were told about, uh huh, um, or that he was here to go against the law of Moses, yeah. And, you know, Jesus in that says that, you know, that's not true. He said, I'm here, I'm here to fulfill the prophecies and the laws of Moses as have been prophesied, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and I think statistically saying, or uh, statistically looking at all of the prophecies that Jesus did fulfill, he fulfilled more prophecies than any other prophet. Than he was supposed to. Yeah. 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 Because I think he fulfilled... There was like over three hundred prophecies. Well, I know about Lazarus curing the blind, yeah. uh, cleaning the woman from leprosy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are just those are just some examples of that, you know. Um, and a lot of the things, the Old Testament. Um, I haven't read all of it to its entirety, right? But yeah, a lot of the Old Testament seems to be based on more <laughs> for one it's re- it's essentially recorded history like a history book yeah you know going back to Egypt Adam and Eve all that stuff and then the rest of it are is just really more of prescribed sets of laws or some stories of, to teach lessons and shit like yeah that. with some some of those laws not really applicable or mm-hmm. applicable to today anymore yeah and with a lot of those laws just being more ceremonial yeah. than anything now. You know what's one of my favorite stories in there is the the story of Samson. Oh, um, the strong man? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's that, probably that, my that favorite story. That one's that one's really good too. Yeah. Um but look, bitch. About an hour. About three hours worth of content. Um do we call it? Yeah, Poppy. Alright. This was your boy. German, Alemann, Germanman, it's your boy Will the Rain Man Grundy, and we will see you guys next time. Signing off. Bye bye. Deuces.
in a hotel. Uh, I've been thinking to myself, yeah, ain't gang, nigga, fuck it. Nine on my belt, it's a shame if I up it. Big ass case and right there under my shoulder, look like crutches. Big mistake, this pressure in my bunny, just like crush, crush. Take another hit straight to the head, feel like concussion. Yeah, I know she pretty, but she sucking, she might gut you. I came from the city, but this pair from out the country. Know these niggas fake, but I've been great with all my cousins. Oh, she understand me. I know someone out there understands me. Get the picture, I might snap and flash it like a camera. Told that bitch to stay about my missus, I got standards. Oh, she goddamn me. I hope someone out there understands me. Play the game, this shit feel like your mind is a stampede. Feeling different, sipping different mixtures till I can't speak.